I guess my point is, most jokes are topical jokes, depending on when you're born. It's showtime. W-A-T-P! W-A-T-P! Hello, bag slappers and cuzzaroos. Welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts? The only show that isn't talking about the only thing anyone's talking about these days, Tiger King. I'm your host, Carl. With me this week, Nick Mullen's favorite co-host, it's Andy! Hey, let's talk shit! Go to whoarethese.com and get our email address, voicemail number, link to the subreddit, link to the Discord server, link to our merchandise, and link to our Patreon, featuring a new bonus episode every single month. We put out a new episode that was Vic Henley's stand-up. Yeah. Croge and I... That's out, that's out now? It's out now, oh, yeah. Okay, I haven't heard it yet. Croge and I did double duty last week, and after doing two hours of podcasting, we decided to do another hour and a half <laughs> on Vic Henley, and oof. I did see a picture of Vic Henley in the subreddit. Oh, Shocking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, his uh, gum-to-tooth ratio is all fucked up. He it's looks like an old lesbian. <laughs> We encourage our listeners to give us a five-star review on iTunes and shit all over us in the comment section. Today, we'll be reviewing a podcast called The SDR Show. Mm-hmm. This is a suggestion from Ralph Sutton. Andy and I have both listened to the show separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Let's get into it. This is a podcast on Gas Digital with hosts Ralph Sutton and Big J Okerson. Yes. And we checked this out because Ralph asked us to. So I was not familiar with the show. Apparently it was a radio show before it became a podcast. Okay. Ralph had a syndicated show. SDR stands for Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll. It's a sex, drugs, and rock and roll type of show. (laughs) I listened to a few different episodes. One of the ones I listened to was uh, a recent one with this guy, Adam Ferrara. Okay. Familiar with Adam Ferrara? Uh, No. So Adam Ferrara is a comedian. He's also an actor. He's been in tons of TV shows and movies. Mm-hmm. And you would know if you saw him. Top Gear, he's on. And Oh, okay. They decided to have him on the show. He had been on the show about a year previously. And it was like their first show in their new studio. And uh, Ralph sets up the show by talking about how the last time he was on the show was a debacle. Because Ralph was freaking out with the equipment malfunctioning. Now back for a second time, Adam Ferrara, and I do not have a freak out this time. Yeah, finally, this time you'll act like a goddamn adult instead of a lunatic. (laughs) First time for everything. Yeah, finally. All right, so before the show, they talk about the show that you're about to hear. It's one of those types of shows. Yeah. Hey, today on the show, we're going to talk to to him. What are we waiting for? This This isn't a radio tease. It's a podcast. I chose to listen to it. Just get to it. So he gets Adam Ferrara on, and... Reminds Adam again about the last time he was on the show about how he had a breakdown. So the last time he was here, which I want to get into a little bit later, I had somewhat of a psychopathic breakdown. I don't know if you remember that as well, but it was our first time here in the studio and it wasn't working well. Again, before he even introduces his guest, he talks about how he had a breakdown and a meltdown on his own show. Retreading. And then he asks Adam if Adam remembers when he had a meltdown the last time. Remember, he said, I want to get to this later. And he goes, but do you remember? I have some things I want to talk to on top of the show. But before I even do, right? do you remember me losing my shit about a year I ago? I remember you having a tough day at work. I don't, you didn't lose your shit. Everyone has a tough day at work. It's funny. I don't remember you losing. Yeah, I, I felt I, it like I like, lost look, it. Okay. <laughs> 
Remember that thing that's better left forgotten? Yeah. Let's, let's rehash it all over again. Right. Why would you do that? And over and over again. Like, he's forcing the <laughs> issue on this. Like, guys, remember I had that really terrible day yeah. and everything went wrong? Like, I. Meanwhile, Anna Ferrara has been on, I don't know, 300 shows since then. He's doing podcasts. He's doing TV. He doesn't remember he, when he was on SDR. He doesn't care to remember. He doesn't even know if he's on Legion of Skanks or SDR at this point. It's the same studio. He's just like, oh, I don't know. What happened last time? How long ago was that? 14 months ago? I have no fucking clue. He's like, it's all I ever think about. Yeah. So, Ralph, this is the only thing that's concerning to him is how he behaved 14 months ago. He made, there's this woman, Shannon, on the show. Barely, yeah. Barely. Yeah. So, he makes Shannon go back and watch that episode again and ask Shannon. With Adam in the studio? Right. (laughs) So, he asked Shannon, didn't I fucking have a meltdown last show? Am I crazy? Didn't I? Shannon, well, Shannon, you, you listened back to that episode today. Yeah. Do you feel... I think that your losing it happened off camera because right. we recorded some of the show and the audio ha- right. Wasn't Nothing happening. was recording. Yeah. Right, I remember that. And, and then there was a lot angry. of uh, passive aggressiveness. <laughs> yeah. So this meltdown that he's all concerned about didn't happen on the show. Yeah. And he was just being passive aggressive. It's all in his head. It's all in his head. And he's like, guys, you remember that? Doesn't anybody remember that? I was I was going crazy. Like I went back and watched it. It was fine. <laughs> Literally nothing happened. So You're then, fine. so then, Ralph. Even though this is the only topic of conversation for the first five minutes of the show, has to explain that he didn't go back and watch it. I didn't watch it back. I was going to watch it back there, and right. Shannon watched. I was just going to curious. I remember thinking, like in my mind, I was throwing shit around the studio and losing it. Yeah, but maybe that's just not what happened. Maybe it's not, Ralph. And maybe you shouldn't spend five minutes of Adam's time talking about you or your guest on your show. And yeah, your or listener. the listeners of the show. <laughs> Who it's, have to listen to this shit. That's funny because the one that I listened to, Aaron Gillespie. I listened to that too. You yeah. did? Yep. So I unintentionally listened to multiple episodes of this because when you suggested this, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, okay, I'll just go listen to the newest one. And then you're like, uh, let's not do uh, an episode that's not the real format of the show. Yeah, I, I reached out to you, Andy, and I said, let's not do a recent episode because with this coronavirus, everyone's doing different shit. I want to judge them based on what they would normally put out. Right. And uh, Fair enough. And then I found out Chrissy Mayer was out this past week and I listened to that one too. <laughs> so I totally broke my own rule. But anyway, you were saying. Yeah. So... I said, okay, fair enough. I'll just scroll back a few months and find one that looks like it's interesting to listen to. And I look in the feed and I was like, uh, oh, this one has uh, Jason Ellis, who I really like. Yep. Porn star Stoya, who I really like. So I'll listen to this one. Put it on. Ralph's not even fucking on it. Ah, uh, you can't do that. Ralph's the one who wanted us to review his I show. Know, but I, exactly. So, so that doesn't work. But I still, I listened to it anyway, just because I wanted to hear you know, those guests. What? And this... So they have those two guests that I care about. And then this other kid, Steve, oh. is apparently a porn photographer and Stoya's roommate. Okay. Is the biggest fucking weird loser that they could have... I don't know why they invited him onto the show. Stoya must have brought him along. Yeah. But every time he talks, it was so infuriating. You're just like, you have a dream life. You're living with this gorgeous woman. Wow. And, and this is <laughs> this is his take on... What it's like living with her, uh, clip two. Oh, living, her with, blood's living too. with Stoya is interesting. Huh? Living with Stoya is interesting. What's the crazy? You see her naked a lot? Yes, but the weird one is, our first week we were living together, I walk into the kitchen, and there's Stoya sucking the bottom out of the my carton of orange juice. Man, I thought it was going to be way cooler. 
Yes, thank you, Jason. Great story, Mark. <laughs> right, the exactly. Fuck? This she is, was drinking this orange is juice. Your best story. That's you're gonna start with that. And he goes, "Have you seen her naked?" He's like, "Yeah, a bunch of times." But let me tell you about the story when she was drinking orange juice. Like, no, get back to the one she was naked. Part. Yeah, and one of the best things that this show does is they have a bit of a format at the end when they ask people about their drugs and sex and rock yeah. and roll uh, experiences. Yeah, this is this is this kid Steve's uh, drug story. Three. Oh, it's nothing here, dude. Fuck. <laughs> oh, no, I think this I This is only me that this ever happens I, to. I've <laughs> noticed that. I've noticed that a lot. I think I have to play a drop in the Epic fail. Okay. Sorry about that. No worries. It happens. So one of the things I noticed about this show, where they're talking about, remember that last time you were on the show and this thing happened, is they keep referencing other episodes. I'm like, why am I listening to this episode? Like they talk about on last week's episode. Last week we did a game called uh, International Street Meat Contest where we had a porn star come in and put, with a blindfold on, and put four different ethnicities of dick in her mouth. Well, I, that, that I want to hear! <laughs> Why am I listening to Adam Ferrara talk about Top Gear? Or are they talking about this? We had a guy on a couple weeks ago that's a, uh, a rock star mm-hmm. that he uh, plays in a band, a really great band called Under Oath. Right. Sounds great! Let's listen to that! episode like why do they keep referencing these other things you know what else we've done is really cool stuff with interesting guests yeah. and had a lot of fun on the show but anyway Adam Farrar, what were you saying again what, yeah. what's your next project what are you yeah. working on i listened to that under oath one uh not great no, no. <laughs> i did have uh clip five was my show sum up that the game involves anonymously these girls taking their shits and then we rate the shit and then we rate the girl and then on rate hottest. the girls on hottest oh. complete set, and it's then add separate. the two scores. Yeah. The least attractive chick could win if she has a monster dump. And then now and Lewis wins. Lewis almost wants to sponsor the guy. <laughs> He's so excited by the idea. So I mean, the show is really just fifty-year-old frat guys. Yeah. It feels like. Can and, I throw out a spoiler? Yeah. Because I listened to a recent episode. Yeah. No one submitted for that contest. <laughs> They've had zero <laughs> no, submissions. No one wanted to be in that. You can win a free ticket to Skankfest, which is not a little 30 bucks, whatever, if you just take a bunch of shits and let us measure them. Like, well, I got 30 bucks. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be humiliated. <laughs> I don't think I, do, I, don't I, don't think I need to do that. <laughs> um, about 13 minutes into the show, Ralph Sutton is there talking to Adam Ferrara, and he says this. Uh, a couple of things at the top of the show. Uh, the live chat's happening right now at GatsyJournetWork.com if you are a subscriber. So we're already 13 minutes into a show that's only an hour. So we're a good percentage of the way through. And he goes, all right, well, since we're at the top of the show, I want to plug a few things. And he starts talking about how you can pay for the service, go to Gas Digital, get all the episodes, 20% off. And then they do this thing where they read reviews of people praising them, which is just so fucking lame. <laughs> Can you read it? Yes. So the title is Five Star SDR NAR, G-N-A-R. And it's, this show is always a must listen when it drops. Big J and Ralph have funny chemistry, and I like the banter that causes dummies to think they are always in a rift. <laughs> it is <laughs> Shan- funny. Shannon is always a good sport who wants to give me a t-shirt so bad, and then there's uh, an emoji of a dick. <laughs> so, okay, great. So <laughs> You have to so, describe the emojis, Your too. listeners <laughs> like your show? Is that is that what I'm supposed to get from that? Neat. Congratulations. Do you guys know that we have listeners and they enjoy the show? I assumed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you need to prove it, go ahead and prove it. All right. I do want to talk about Chrissy Mayer. And I wasn't <laughs> going to do this. This woman is everywhere. She's on everybody's show. I mean, of course. She has nothing better to do. Honestly, it's never been a better time 
to be a mediocre comedian in New York City. Because you can just go on, everybody has a podcast, they're all looking for shit to do and, and people to talk to. Yeah. So she's just going on and going on everybody's show. And I came to the realization when she reached out to me to be on this show, she had no idea that we actually have a real format and we're not just going to talk to her and giggle at her nonsense. Because when I sent her the email that said, we're going to do Louis J. Gomez's show, oh. and if you want to pull clips, and we're going to do this, and then she's like, oh, I'm out. Right, yeah. Oh, there's homework involved? Yeah. Never <laughs> prep work? I've never heard of that. No, I can't do that. Because now I'm realizing she goes on everybody's show and just acts like a dumb ditz. Yeah, like, just... she, she's not funny or witty in any way. And then they played, uh, are you smarter than a fifth grader? Uh, God, really? Yeah. And she kind of proved how dumb she is. Yeah. Uh, so this is uh, one of the questions that they had to go through. The next one is... I knew that one. How, how many nouns are in the following sentence? The rabbit ran to the cafeteria and ate a big salad. The The multiple choice is two, three, four, or five. Okay. Wait, how many nouns? Oh, how many nouns? No Jeopardy music? Everyone write down their answer. Oh my God. I have my answer. Hold on. Okay, so not only was that question really fucking easy and stupid, yeah. it was multiple choice. Yeah. And Christy goes, wait, hold on, wait, let me, I got I to gotta write that down. I want to remind everybody the theme song to this show that we just heard them playing, Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? We love it's hocus it's hard, it's hard, you need to know. It's none of those things. <laughs> it's mediocre comedians killing time. Yeah. So then they asked this question, and this is a, a very fun fail. Yeah. Whose famous phrase is float like a butterfly, sting like a bee? All right. So you probably know the answer to that. I, I'm I assuming most people. I think I know the answer to all of these things. I know the answer to that. Everyone on the show gets it right, except for one person, Andy. Except for one. Can you guess? Uh, Ralph. No. Whose famous phrase is float like a butterfly, sting like a bee? Muhammad, Muhammad Ali. Ali. Well, I fucked that up. No. Oh, I just wrote well, Mayweather. Chrissy Mayer wrote down Mayweather. <laughs> At least it's a boxer. At least it's a boxer. I wrote Hulk Hogan. <laughs> At least it's a boxer. She also didn't know what the word neophyte meant. I mean, three comics here. I've never actually had to think about, oh, I'm going to try. And I should set this up. Ralph is saying that he's working on 10 minutes of stand-up. He's not a stand-up comedian. Yes, I've, he's, I've realized. <laughs> he doesn't pretend to be. He's, yeah, a, no. he's a radio DJ. Yes. And now a podcaster, and he owns Gas Digital. Yeah. And he talks about how, I'm new to this, but I'm working on a set. I want to get 10 minutes of stand-up, and I'm, I'm going to get help from you guys to help me punch it up, because they're all stand-ups. I mean, three comics here. I've never actually had to think about, oh, I'm going to try and write a joke, and realizing how much word economy matters. And oh, yeah. most of it, I know, has way too many words in it, but I just was trying to get the point across. Word and economy word, and word choice. Yeah, word choice is a big thing, too. But it's just such a weird thing for a neophyte. What's that? Thank you. Is that the word he used? <laughs> I, I don't even that. know what that is. Because I hated that. A neophyte is somebody who drags their knuckles on the floor. No, no, no. That'd be Neanderthal. Oh. <laughs> Chrissy Mayer! Like, to, Chrissy Mayer to the rescue. I got this one, guys. A neophyte? It's a Neanderthal. So You are what you thought it meant. <laughs> so then, Ralph goes on to explain what that word means, and it blows Chrissy's mind. Just someone brand new to the game yeah. and never actually trying to do it before. A, it's obvious I knew it would be difficult. Is a neo-Nazi a new Nazi? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Put neo in front of anything! That's 
that's what that means. By the way, that probably wasn't even Chrissy Mayer. I can't even tell these people apart, but I just want to make fun of her. Oh, God, I can't tell uh, Jay and Ralph I know, apart. I know. And I, I, I was actually going back and watching the video to see, like, who was the numbnuts who said that dumb yeah. thing? I well, don't want to call out the wrong person. If it's something person. dumb, it's Ralph. If it's something <laughs> funny, it's Jay. Yeah. Well, except for I'm pretty sure that Jay says this. I, I do kind of agree. I'll tell you what, I'd have That's the same point. exact amount of fans, I believe, if I farted into a microphone for 45 minutes. If that was my skill. All right. Okay. Agreed. Yeah. Andy, what else you got, buddy? Well, the, I, like I said, the guest that they had on was Aaron uh, Gillespie from Under Oath yeah. and another band that he's promoting now. And they were talking about when big-time celebrities want to get interviewed, they'll sort of say, we can talk about this, we want to talk about that. Yep. No talking about... And Ralph has been doing a radio show for many years. He's right. had a lot of big rock stars on his show, this SDR show. So yes. he's very familiar with this. Correct. So they start talking about when Axl Rose was doing the Chinese Democracy album, and yeah. he came on and he didn't want to talk about the that old 15 shit. years that he was working on it, that album? Correct. Yeah. So then this Aaron's thoughts about why Icon's big-time interviews i think the older musicians have way more like reservations than anybody that i know in our world that i've met or whatever they'll do whatever yes that's because axel rose is a big famous iconic musician and everybody that like i don't i don't know who this guy is and I don't know anybody who he is. I don't know. If it's some either. SoundCloud pud, of course you're going to do anything anybody asks of you. But if you're Axl Rose and you're sick of talking about Slash, yeah. then maybe you're going to start saying, please don't ask me about Slash anymore. Right. Axl Rose does not need the SDR show. No. The SDR show needs Axl Rose. Yes. It's, there's nothing in it for him. Yeah. Even he's going to sell out his Guns N' Roses concert either way. Yeah. No one's going to see that show and going, who's this Axl Rose guy? i got to look this guy up. He's yeah. interesting. But props to Ralph. He's just like, well, you know, if I can't ask the questions I want to ask, then uh, we won't even do it. So, right. I but, do give him credit for that. Yeah. And it, it does seem like Ralph is definitely like an old school, definitely old radio guy. Yeah. That now that he's in the podcast world, he, he's just having fun saying all like the naughty words that he can't say on terrestrial radio. I wish, though, that... Based on the fact that he is a radio veteran, I wish that he understood the formats <laughs> and having a format yeah. and why that's so important. Because when you don't, people will just talk about random nonsense. For example, Adam Ferrara, or this could be Jay, who even knows? Someone starts talking about what their stepdad likes to watch on television. Pat, my stepdad's a big sci-fi guy, and mm -hmm. he fucking loves it. He watches so much. He watched that show Grimm, all those yeah, shows. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. You know who produced that? Sean Hayes. Who <laughs> fucking cares? There's a lot of these conversations that just kind of go nowhere, and no one knows why they're even talking about it. They get into a whole conversation because Big J owns a car in Manhattan, and they're saying, well, why would you own a car in Manhattan? And they just have a, a conversation about zip cars that no one could possibly care about. Uh, Can I ask crazy. you a question? Uh, it doesn't make sense to just get a zip car. Wouldn't that be a hell of a lot fucking cheaper? Only thing with the zip car, because when my dad was ill, I was getting zip cars and driving. He was way out on Long Island mm -hmm. when they moved. You get like 160 miles, so sometimes if you do a gig, you can't it's go up and down. Not, if, you have, a, if you have a business, if you do it through a business, it's unlimited miles. Ah, I got I you, know. but there's still a thing where it's like, I don't know. I just kind of like yeah, having my own I, situation. I rent a zip car maybe twice a month to go see a show or something. There's also Great. a conversation about Big J has to go out to L.A. for three months for a project, 
and they start talking about houses in LA for some reason. Just deck it out in LA. But what I do you want to? What do you, you want to buy? You're not gonna buy anything out there, are you? For three months? Uh, it wouldn't make sense to do that. Go then you, well, you find a house swap. Or you can Airbnb I it. You, you, you buy shit. something in Airbnb okay. it when you're not there. That happens. A lot of people do that. They got the Oakwood Apartments. Yeah, okay. You don't oh. want people all over my shit. Oakwood Apartments is where they put up, you know, the, where everyone, all the actors go and the corporate people go. It's furnished apartment. You walk in, turnkey. I'll yeah. live here. Right by, there's one right by Warner Brothers. That's boring. You're boring, everybody. Quit boring, everyone. Remember, this show starts with this theme song. This is the intro to the shit show. I mean, I'm sure there are certain episodes that are decent that yeah. I didn't hear any of because they keep talking about all these other shows they do that are great. Everyone I listen to, they're just like, oh, what are you going to do? Are you going to get an Airbnb when yeah, you're yeah. out in LA? Or are you, you going to take, take a zip car? How are you going to get there? Are you going to take the 405 to the 101? Holy shit. I'm sh- I guarantee you that conversation has been had on this show. So. I was excited about this show because Ralph Sutton was on Stuttering John and talked about the fact that he doesn't do drugs. He's never done drugs. And what they do once a year on the show is he tries a drug for the first time. And he's done acid and meth and coke. And he just, he tries it on the show. And I was like, Jesus. Sweet. I want to hear Ralph Sutton do crystal meth on his podcast. Yeah. Well, guess what? You can't listen to that show. It's all behind a paywall. Oh. They only allow a certain number of shows, and then it goes behind a paywall. You have to subscribe to Gas Digital in order to listen to it. We don't have a big budget here on WATP. <laughs> or anybody. <laughs> or, or, or the will to sign up for something. It just seems like a lot of work. So I was never able to listen to the only thing that I was excited about right. listening to. I go, that sounds interesting. Yeah. No, it's like a fucking Chrissy Mayer and Adam Ferrara talking about zip cars and Muhammad Ali. and What the fuck, man? Yeah. Oof. I know, that sounds like an interesting concept that I'll never get to hear. One of the things that Ralph does, because he is a radio guy, is he does some prep. And I give him credit for that. When he has a guest on, like Anna Ferrara, he wants to be able to ask intelligent questions. He wants to know about the person. So this is a question that he asks. And then when Adam explains that he's wrong, he immediately throws Shannon out of the bus. So let me ask you this. Last mm. time you were here was a little over a year ago. Yeah. I think you were just starting your podcast. Is that no, right? No, I started this in July. Okay, so the Shannon was wrong. She misinformed me. It's one year off. He tried to pretend that he was just riffing. Yeah, you were here. I remember. I, weren't you talking about your podcast last time you were here? Like as if he was just like remembers this guy. And the guy goes, no, no, no. I just started it in July. He's like, fucking Shannon. Shannon <laughs> told me. Shannon told me that that's what it was. You're fucking me up, man. You're making me look bad. Yeah. There's a good example uh, uh, on the episode I listened to, like clip 10, where he, I give him credit. He puts himself out there a lot. He's not afraid to be wrong. And this is him, this is him just like, uh, let me uh, guarantee that I have no idea what I'm talking about. Top lining. I've never heard that long term. Well, let him explain it. Top lining. He was about uh, to say what it is. It just, it I, I looked at you first. I thought there was a boob joke coming. So no, I was going to get, I, can I guess what that is? Yeah, I guess. It's probably wrong. But it's like, as far as cause electronic music, mm. you just make like one track of something that's laid over several times with lasery sounds and shit. No, top lining is like the lyrics and the melodies. <laughs> well, I guess. There's no way I'm going to get this right, but at least I'll take a big swing. What a terrible guess, too. Laser sounds? You thought that's what top lining was? <laughs> Who's the guy who puts the laser sounds in? That's our top top liner. Get over here. <laughs> Let me give you another example of bad interview prep. And it's not bad... Or it wouldn't have been bad, 
but he admits where he found the information, which just makes him seem like amateurish. But you've been married a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Like since like, uh, it's at least from what I looked online for almost like your entire career almost, correct? So he goes, you've been married a long time, like your entire career, because I saw that on the internet. And Adam's response is this. So I've married long. since 2012. It's a long fucking time. Yeah. She's the one, man. So he hasn't been married that long. It's been eight years. <laughs> he goes, oh, yeah, that is a long time. Right, right. If you go to Adam Ferrara's IMDb page, he was on Candid Camera in 1991. He has not been married the whole time he's been a celebrity. <laughs> not even close. Okay? And he goes on to explain that his wife loves him. It's not about his fame or his money. We had and she, a, you saw my, if you went online, you saw my wife. Yeah, you know pretty. you're sitting there going, he's got to have yeah. money. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I know she loves me, because there's no fucking money. Adam Ferrara, <laughs> who's been on countless television shows and in movies, has no money. Then they ask him, hey, what kind of car do you have? What do you it's drive? All, it's what, all instantaneous. What car do, you do you have multiple cars? I got, well, my I have uh, my front car is a, I got a 70 deuce and a quarter, big old Buick. Okay. Um, and I got just a Mercedes and a Lexus. Oh, okay. He's just, you know, I, I got this one car. It's kind of a, you know, it's just a fun little thing. And then there's a couple of luxury vehicles that <laughs> most people can't afford. But anyway. <laughs> but I have no money. But, I, but my wife married me because of my looks and my personality. It has nothing to do with anything else. Don't tell her. I'm calling bullshit on that. <laughs> uh, and also, right after that, he explains, because now he's embarrassed. Because he's talking to these guys. And he's like, oh, yeah, I got a Mercedes and a Lexus. And but so he says, but it's not like I'm like Jay Leno. And they do not understand what he's talking about. I don't have the room or the budget. I don't like Jay's Jay's garage and that kind of oh. shit. But my deuce, Jay's garage? my deuce is funny. My garage costs me five hundred and sixty dollars a month to park a few times a month. What is wrong with you? You have a you have a garage here in the city. He's talking about <laughs> Jay Leno. He had a show called Jay's Garage. Yeah. We all know this. Yeah, and they think they're talking about Big Jay Okerson. Both Ralph and Jerry <laughs> oh, yeah. like Jay's Garage. Jay just has a small garage with his one car in it. You mean, what? of course you have something better than that, right? So these people are just not following the conversation (laughs) at all. Nobody thinks thinks that Big J. Okerson is synonymous with garages. Right. (laughs) No one's making that connection in their head. Not Jay Leno's car museum. This fat guy that lives in (laughs) Philadelphia that doesn't even own a car. Uh, Speaking of Big J. Okerson, which I mentioned last week, I've seen his stand-up live. I'm a big fan of his. I think he's very funny. Yeah. But he asked this question. That I thought was ridiculous. Did you ever watch? I'll say just for an advertisement for it. It's a hilarious world to dig into. Justin Silver got me to watch. We were in DC, uh, DC Improv this weekend, which was great. We were going through documentaries, just watch something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pulling John about the world of. Oh, I heard you talking about this. The arm wrestling. Arm wrestling. Uh, the world of arm wrestling, professional arm wrestling. When somebody asks you, have you seen the documentary about arm wrestling? The answer is no. <laughs> the answer is no. I have not seen that documentary. I value my time way too much to ever watch a documentary about arm wrestling. I, I've seen Over the Top. I'm good. Yeah, that's all the documentary I need. Apparently, you just move your fingers, you win. <laughs> you turn your hand around. That's my takeaway. Yeah. All right. <laughs> what else you got out here, Andy? Well, they start... Was this show good? Did you enjoy this show? I can't tell. I didn't hate it. Yeah. I like Jay. I like Ralph. Yeah. But I, I feel like they're just wasting people's time. Well, this this is the thing. If Ralph didn't ask us to do this, 
We wouldn't have we done wouldn't it. Have done no, it. We show, wouldn't it's done. good enough. It's fine. It's 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 good enough that I'm sure they have a lot of fans. I thought Jay was funny. I think Ralph is funny too. I don't think they have a lot of fans. I don't know what they have going on. <laughs> but I didn't I didn't hate the show. As I'm listening to it, I'm not infuriated right. the way that I am with a lot of other things. It's and like not I the said, vanished. Right, right, right. And like I said, you know, I was just like, oh, uh, Ellis and Stoya, I want to listen to that. And I yeah. listened to the whole thing. But if you're going to email me and ask me to pick your show apart, I got no problem doing yeah, that. Yeah, all right. Uh, There's plenty keep, of reasons. Let's keep going, then. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got? They start talking about how they had a couple of the people from Shark Tank on. Uh, and this is, they had Damon John on. And they were, are going to have Barbara Corcoran on uh, Clip 7. Yeah, well, we're doing uh, Barbara Corcoran's coming in in a uh, in a month, so oh, we can. Cool. We she's could, not going to want to hear about my she's, uh, pussy no, size no, no. straw to do cocaine Shannon, out of a girl's gash. How crazy is she? She's crazy. Oh my god, she's so crazy. Have you ever seen Barbara Corcoran before? Yeah, <laughs> you know what she, she looks I like do. a fucking slim Jim. I don't yeah. want to know about her first sex story or anything that she's ever done. She's really unappealing. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert, the one that I stopped listening to, she had canceled. Oh, no shit. <laughs> yeah. So in other words, she heard what this was going to be, and she's like, nobody wants to hear that. Uh, I don't know. I think it was more like she didn't want to go out in public. Yeah. That's, uh, well, that's yeah. possible. That's that's pretty much why. But okay. uh, she, So she uh, is not going to be on the show anytime soon. And then you, moving on to, again, I said, Ralph, if he's doing what he does on this show intentionally, then he's on par with like a Bud Abbott or Mo Howard straight man, where okay. he's just setting Jay up to to smash him. And which would be brilliant, but I don't think he's doing it on purpose. You don't think so? I think he's just a straight up goofball. <laughs> okay. And uh, by clip eight, this is a story that he's telling about him doing edibles in Vegas. Ralph is doing edibles in Vegas. Yes. The guy first, that- first birthday. Okay. The guy who doesn't do drugs. That well, that flew in the face of what you yeah, told me. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. All right, let's I'm hear. I'm just saving this, these clips for later, but let's hear. Fine, it. I'll take a little bit of an edible, and then everyone goes home, right? And hey, everyone was super nice to me. Of course, it's my birthday out. I you thought know, so. It was right? an edible. And then I realized before I took the edible, then I'm lying in bed and I realized my room was very weird because all the light switches were low and there was like banisters in the um, bathroom. And I realized, oh, I'm in a handicapped room, okay? And then on the edible, I started to think that I was mentally challenged, and I'm just realizing it now for the first time at 50. Mm -hmm. And I started having a really depressed breakdown that how did I not know that I was mentally challenged? I do remember (laughs) him talking about this, and he does talk about how drugs don't agree with him. It doesn't work well for him, and he decided to take edibles, and it did not go well. (laughs) That's actually kind of funny. So I, I turned 50 and I realized I'm retarded. That would be a weird way to find out, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yeah. You're like, all of a sudden you look out the window and you're like, oh, I'm on the short bus? Oh, fuck. When did that happen? <laughs> He's trying to like convince himself. He keeps explaining it away. There's another one, uh, clip nine, about it just goes on. Because it started to get late. Everybody left. I didn't think everyone was going to leave that quickly. It's your 50th birthday. Aww. All your all your friends want to go watch CSI and get <laughs> yeah. up for the breakfast buffet. They're all trying to be in bed before nine, and you're fucking eating an edible and tried, and then you're stuck in your hotel room figuring out that you're a retard. Yeah, if you wanted to stay up late with someone who's also 50, call Stuttering John. <laughs> yeah, that know. guy will stay up and party with you. He's got nothing else going oh, on. Oh yeah. 
Arrested Development. Yes. What else, Carl? Well, I mean, I could talk a little bit more about Chrissy Mayer if you want. <laughs> uh, this show? Yeah. Sure. Let's yeah. hear it. So Chrissy Mayer is um, doing her plugs at the end of the show. And I found this interesting because as we've documented here, not only does she host The Wet Spot on Compound Media on Anthony Cumia's network, yeah. but she also has her new podcast, the Chrissy Mayer Podcast. Now remember, this is from this came out this past Sunday. This is brand new. She has this podcast out there. Chrissy, what do you want to plug? Oh, follow me on TikTok. I just joined. I'm figuring it out. Um, and then follow me on all the things at Chrissy Mayer. And your show uh, the Wet And I have a Patreon where there's is there semi on TikTok. <laughs> and your show that you have, right? Don't you want to plug that? No. It's a reminder. She's promoting TikTok. <sighs> Fucking TikTok. And Patreon. So I went ahead and I checked out Chrissy Mayer's Patreon. Because I didn't realize she had one. Yeah. She has 35 patrons. Good for her. Okay. What I thought was interesting was the tiers are $8, $12, $25. At the $8 tier, do you know what you get, Andy? Mm, you probably no. would guess. Maybe it's like a stand-up video that's not on YouTube. Or maybe it's like exclusive bonus podcast episode. right. episodes because she's a podcaster and a comedian. No, you get pictures of Chrissy Mayer. She thinks she's a sex symbol. I don't want that. She gives you semi-nudes. I don't want that. When you subscribe to her. Nobody wants that. <laughs> She's approaching 40 years old. <laughs> She's not a sex symbol. I don't know what she thinks she is. These are bad ideas. You sh everyone should go to Chrissy Mayer's Patreon and read what it says at the $8 tier. No, fuck it. I'm going to read it here <laughs> yeah. right now. Let me pull this up. I, I was just so amazed that this is what she's trying to promote. doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, oh, I'm looking at pod culture. I got to get to that, too. <laughs> Fucking Seamus Todd uh, Patrick Michael. Jesus. He's got so many names. I can't even keep up with him anymore. What's his What's his latest thing now? Maybe it's not even that new, but he's, he's Glitch Fredberg. Oh, right. And is this stand-up special? <sighs> yeah, stand-up special. He's got this uh, this pod culture. I don't know how many Patreons he has. but Zero, I'm going to guess. No, he's got a bunch. What? Like, set up. But nobody's no one's a patron. Oh. So he's got this one called That's Pod Culture, and it's zero patrons. <laughs> zero dollars a month. All right. I, I got distracted. Let's look at Chrissy. Chrissy says, select a membership level. <laughs> the first one is called Picks Please at $8. Okay. You don't care about videos or learning about me. You just want to see pictures I haven't posted on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. I get it. It's fine. No. No one cares. I no mean, one cares. Maybe if you would at least come out and say they're of your feet, people would be into it. But she doesn't even explain what it is. It's funny because I think in a past episodes where we've talked about her, I've went looking for maybe a stand-up video or mm -hmm. just to find out what she looks like. Yeah. And I couldn't find anything. No. You know what? I found it in our in the WATP subreddit. That's <laughs> right. That's where, you find, that's where you find her. <laughs> All right, so then four minutes later, she realizes she fucked up her plug. What was the I thing? I forgot something. I have another podcast. Okay. <laughs> called the Chrissy Mayer Podcast. It's on YouTube and like all the things, Spotify, SoundCloud. Literally four <laughs> minutes later, she goes, oh, I'm doing a podcast. Don't even plug that, Chrissy. It's just embarrassing. Nobody wants to hear Jackie Martling prattle on oh about some story from 83 when Robin didn't it laugh. Was so awful. <laughs> it was so bad. And the, 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 two, the two things that you should have plugged, you forgot to plug. Yeah. <laughs> you moron. <laughs> Fucking idiot. 
what else you got about uh, our friends Ralph and Jay? Oh, Ralph said that he was gonna hire a like PR team to to start managing his socials, and I just thought that was a terrible idea. This is thirteen, him setting that up. I'm getting ready to start paying a company. I think next month, a ridiculous fee it seems, but they say they're going to do my social media stuff, and their thing what they do is they they're so confident and have shown with like Nate Bargatze uses them uh, to get. Uh, people to certain levels at social media, and it's all these things. You'd be like, really? It's like, yeah, we know how to do the right hashtagging and all the. Oh God! <laughs> You're, You're falling for this. Find Ralph Sutton at hashtag Maps IRL and hashtag <laughs> Zoo File. <laughs> Don't let somebody just tag you in shit. But again, Ralph's a 50-year-old man, and he keeps proving it over and over and over yeah. again. This social media stuff's just way too difficult. I need to outsource that. But that's the one thing you should not... You ever hear of the thing called authenticity? It's a very important aspect of social media. Yeah, yeah I'm going to outsource authenticity. Good luck with that. Yeah. I don't know how that's going to go for you. I'm guessing very poorly. Yep. He also talked about how Papa Roach stays relevant in... Uh, Spotify. They do? Exactly. That's what I heard this. <laughs> and I couldn't believe it. This isn't even a shot at Ralph or anyone. This is a shot at Papa Roach. <laughs> All right, good. T- track 12. We had Papa Roach on, and they talked about this thing where it's called uh, Gaming the Playlist, where you get uh, someone to remix your song mm-hmm. so that you appear on another uh, on another list somewhere on a playlist. playlist. Yeah. yeah, and then that makes them search you out. That's why if you look at Pop, which Papa Roach is an anomaly in Spotify, if you look at their top 10 songs played, Four out of the ten are like new songs. So they, that's they, not an anomaly, by the way. <laughs> that's not an anomaly. Almost every band that I enjoy, when yeah. you go to their top listen to songs, they're their new songs. Is that right? That's what people are checking out. Well, they're all, their new all music. doing. Oh, I guess, but I guess they're all doing what Papa Roach is doing. But if you're a label head, wouldn't you be looking at Papa Roach and be like, well? These ticket sales are fucking nowhere right. still. Why are they still on my label? Yes. And their manager's like, well, look at this Spotify numbers, guy. It's like gamer culture, am I right? You know, like, who? I don't know how they're still a fucking band. Well, they're still a band just like everyone's still a band. They just don't make any money. They just stay together and right. yeah, don't make money. They just don't make any money. It's fine. I, I've been in the ice house for 20 years now. We don't make any money. We're still a band. It's fine. <laughs> It's a fun hobby to be in Papa it's a Roach. Hobby. Yeah, it's a hobby at this point. It's Papa Roach. Papa I, Roach Cruise. I have a I have a friend at work who's a big Papa Roach fan. What? I don't think he admits it out loud. Right. I, think, I mean, that's I think the he right was thing drunk when he told me. Ah, yeah. It's like people that like disturbed. It's, yeah. Just don't tell right. anyone. Or kitty porn. Like, just keep it to yourself. <laughs> that's embarrassing. Yeah. And so they're the same people, right? They're the same people. <laughs> Andy, I just have one more clip that I want to play. Sure. And this is, Adam Ferrara is promoting his podcast that he's been doing since July. Thanks a lot, Shannon. <laughs> and he explains what his format is. Yeah. This is a terrible idea. What I was going for was when I was a kid, the best night sleeps I ever got was when I was upstairs and heard my mom and dad and their friends downstairs laughing. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to capture that feeling. That's a terrible idea. You're trying to capture the feeling of being a child on your podcast. I don't know. I don't know how that's a show. It's not a show. It's a terrible idea. It's a bad description of a show. And if that was your idea, keep it to yourself. Because I'll never listen to that show. And yeah, unless it's suggested by people and then we have <laughs> yeah. to make fun of it. But that's a terrible idea. Yeah. When you put it that way, 
I have no idea what you're talking about. I have no idea what he's talking about. What, what that sounds like to me is I can't hear what people are saying. I don't understand what they're saying, yeah. but they sound like they're having fun. Yeah. Like, okay, so why would I want to listen to that? <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. Good luck with that, Adam. Well, we'll be, you'll be a future episode of this show, I'm sure. This guy was on Rescue Me. He was on Caroline in the City. He's been on lots of big shows. Yeah. I can't believe you don't know who this guy is, hmm. Adam Ferrara. I would, probably you know I would probably recognize him. I, I think you would. I don't know the name. I don't understand why these people have to create podcasts. Drew Lane. I, I love I love Drew Lane because he's messaging me all the time. He's like, have you listened to this celebrity's podcast or this celebrity's podcast? Like, what yeah. the fuck are they doing? They can't podcast. <laughs> Like, radio people are enraged by this right now. Sure. Radio people have done 25 years in the business knowing how to have a format, how to move things along, how to be interesting, compelling, research, prep work, ready to go. Yeah. And then they don't get as many downloads as Screech. Yeah, I know. Someone's, like, scrolling through fucking iTunes, like, oh, Screech is a podcast? <laughs> Download, subscribe. Like, why? What's wrong with you yeah, fucking yeah. people? I got 30 years in the business, and I'm getting crushed by two dickheads in Rochester <laughs> now. Right! Oh, all right. Well, I mean, speaking of 30 years of the business or more, I don't know how long Ralph's been doing it. You could tell he's been doing it a long, long time. Well, he's 50. So I I assume he's been doing something (laughs) for a long time. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he talks about, this is just, he should be on the creep off is what he should. (laughs) Okay. Listen to to clip 14. Always looking for suggestions. So thank you. Right. I will search the hashtag. Oh my lord! NYC. Oh sweet Jesus! Because girls that are coming to New York for the oh, first Christ time across will put that in, oh, and I have gone on several dates oh, finding women lord. that way. All right, <laughs> I'm just gonna scribble a note down, Andy. Don't mind me. Just yeah. if you could fill some time. That's pretty good fucking advice <laughs> right there. It's like a brilliant idea. That's a brilliant idea. Uh, I just I love uh, big uh, Jokerson in the background. Going, oh Christ on the cross! Listen to this guy. <laughs> Well, Big J scares these girls away when they come yeah. to New York City, so I can see why he would think that's a bad idea. Yeah. Oh. Right. Anything else? I'm ready to, to finish up here with this show. We got... Um... I, I have a lot to talk about because Patrick Michael put out a whole 20-minute long stand-up routine, so... Sure. Like, let, whenever you're ready to go, let's go. What do you got? Let's just jump right to that, then. I mean, <laughs> you're I mean, you're I, good? Sure. I mean, these other things... We, these... <laughs> me, these this mediocre show has mediocre clips and mediocre. Ho- I'm just busting guy. I'm just busting your chops, guys. I really, I love it when people jump on board with what we're doing here, and I appreciate Ralph uh, inviting us to bust his balls. Thanks, Ralph. And now it's time for. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me. Because that's absurd. <laughs> Andy, this was posted in our subreddit. Have yes. you checked this out yet? Of course. You texted me about it. I immediately watched it. Okay, good. This is Patrick Michael live at home. Hashtag no crowd. Subtitle a comedy experience. This is a 20-minute long video yep. that he put out on YouTube under his uh, his name, Glitch Fredberg. And I watched the whole 20 minutes, oh, Andy. so did I. <laughs> I watched every single joke. And I want to I play some of these jokes for you. Now, you're going to hear music in the background. I did not put this music in. He put it in. He, I, put he it wrote. In. Did he write it? 
He says he's a virtuoso. That's in true. That regard, so That's true. He can play every instrument. He may have written it. I don't. This think could be his music. Why would you put? Why would you select this music? It makes him sound like an idiot. It, yeah. It makes him sound like he doesn't know what he's doing. It, it sucks cre- any credibility <laughs> out of the room. It's, Correct. It's, this is the kind of music you put over something where you're just like, uh, I, I want, I want to make you look like a fool. Correct. And he's intentionally putting. And it he's on intentionally it. doing that. Yeah. I think. Listen. There are rumors and conspiracy theorists who think he's on the WATP payroll and that he's doing this. <laughs> Alex Jones talked about it on the, the latest tinfoil hat. Oh, Andy, you know that uh, this is not even a real person. I'm not laughing at the theory per se. I'm laughing at the idea that there's a payroll going on. <laughs> uh there is no Gary, Indiana. <laughs> All of this is bullshit. So you're going to hear the music and you're going to hear the jokes. What you're not going to see is the, he, the back. He looks like he's doing this in a, a rude dog trapper keeper. The backdrop <laughs> is like so absurd. Like what the fuck? He's like, And it's it's yeah. sheets hung up. Yeah. So you have to. It looks like the side of like a graffiti building or like the set of in living color right if the graffiti was made for a nickelodeon kid show yeah but he'll like gesture and hit it and it starts waving so Mm. it's like his kids bed sheets or something yes and if they fell down you would see like carly bound and gagged with like a sock (laughs) in her mouth you know carly's at work you'd see the kids bound and gagged with socks in their mouths (laughs) so the first five minutes of his stand-up is he's talking about gingers he's self-deprecating yeah he's a ginger himself and he starts off by acknowledging how good it is to be a ginger but only with sarcasm and then transitions into this brilliant clown observation you're gonna love this well guys i think it's about time we start acknowledging how good it is being a ginger it's so good anybody who has had had red hair their whole life we know how good it is it's so good. We get all the benefits of, of being a human and, and people love us because we're different. No. All of these things are lies. People hate us. And I don't know why. But if I can say who I hate, it's simply a ginger who also fears clowns. It's like, if you never looked in the mirror, Pennywise, that's your doppelganger. It's very confusing. He says, I don't like gingers who don't like clowns. And then he says, you ever look in the mirror, Pennywise? Well, that would be a clown who doesn't like a ginger. <laughs> I don't think he's even making any sense here. He's saying gingers look like Pennywise. I agreed. Yeah, That's his brilliant observation. He goes to this, well, many, many times, by the way. Yeah, too many times. Because, like, rule one is be relatable. Right. You're taking your audience and zeroing it in to, like, this microcosm of an audience. Right. And everybody else is like, who gives a shit? Well, I don't know if that's true. Don't we all hate gingers, Andy? <laughs> I mean, I'm in on this this premise. So I, I, I'm glad I'm not ginger. <laughs> yeah, of course. Like, everyone looks at Andy Dalton, they're like, I think we're going to win this game. So he edits the fuck out of this thing. There's a lot of cut edits you can tell. He oh, didn't yeah. do this 20 minutes straight, just stand up. It's fucking great. I, I mean, if you if you have the time, go watch this. Because it'll jump cut. Yeah. He'll, like, stop and, like, hold a pose. And then suddenly he's a foot closer to the camera. <laughs> <the> same pose. <laughs> like, he thought of it ahead of time. He's like, yeah. what was I doing? I was, uh, Yeah, yeah. It's like doing an Elvis pose. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, he edits this thing. And he still leaves this stumble in that we just heard. 
anybody who ha- has had ha- had red hair their whole life. He's like, that's good enough. Yeah. Anyone who has had hair. Okay. So he's come up with this idea that gingers are clowns, and he, he has a few jokes about that. And uh, this is this is like a big premise. He, uh, he came up with this. He's like, oh, like clowns have very pale complexion, red hair. So do I. I I'm got a, a joke clown. here. I'm funny. I got a joke, right? <laughs> yeah. So then he, after that, he goes into what he considers to be fake gingers, and. What I love about this, you're going to see this happen time and time again. He has no respect for his audience's intelligence. He over-explains everything. He tells you the joke, and then he explains what he meant by the joke. But there is this other group of gingers as well, and they're not really gingers. They're just redheads, and they have what I like to call what I like to call them as bottled gingers, which is simply a way of saying they dye their hair redhead. They become redheads because they bleach their hair. They color their hair. Okay. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> I know Some it. people dye their hair a different color. <sighs> it doesn't mean that they're a ginger. They just prefer that hair color. He really does think people are stupid. I, yes. Because I, I don't know if you listen to any nine-minute podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. He had one where he got a jury duty summons in the mail. And he the whole episode is him explaining what what, ma- what mail is? What mail is? <laughs> Jesus Christ! But he's outsmarted me, Carl. Because I was gonna, I would try to clip these things to bring them for the show. Yeah. And he's recording it in like M A M four A. Format is this? M four A is an Apple specific format that you have to convert to an MP three or something in order to, uh, to I make it clippable. Obviously, I. Can't even figure out how to do my own clips for this show. I was show. going to clean that up and post it. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. But yeah. I couldn't I couldn't figure out how to format it to clip it. It's fine. I have yeah. way too many clips. We have we way need, too many clips. We don't need more. We just got to barrel through it. He's right. still talking about being a ginger. And again, this is the lack of respect for his audience. He tells a joke about playing hide and seek. And then explains the fuck out of it. Because if I can be honest with myself, I don't think I've ever won a game of hide-and-seek day or night. Because you can see me. Hard to hide when you glow. But speaking of gingers... He's talking about how clowns look like gingers and vice versa. And it's hard having this complexion. He could have just said, you know, it's tough having this complexion. I've never won a game of hide-and-seek. Yeah. I don't know that that's funny or not, but that's the joke. Yeah. And then you move on. Instead, he goes, because whether it's daytime or nighttime, you can see me. Yeah. I, I almost glow. I'm so white skinned. Like, yeah. Yes, yeah. I know. I, I connected it in my head. You fucking idiot. <laughs> that's how comedy works. You say something abstract. I make the connection and I giggle. Yeah. This fucking idiot. This would have been three minutes of stand up if he had done it right. Instead, yeah. he explains every fucking joke. Now, I've been talking about how I haven't really been listening to Patrick Michael lately. And I want to know what his hot take is on the coronavirus. Yeah. Because this guy, he's got some interesting points. You know, he thinks about life a little differently than everybody else. So this is in his, this must be a brand new joke. He's got a coronavirus joke in his stand-up. And right now we're dealing with the coronavirus. We can't go outside. You know the people that are fondest of this? Gingers. Why? No sun. We voluntarily get to stay inside because there's no sun. We don't want the sun to touch us anyways. Have you ever had a sunburn? 
Have you ever looked like a human lobster? No? Then don't come at me, bro. Okay? <laughs> you know who likes the coronavirus? Gingers. We'll have to go outside. Joke over. He goes on to explain. Because what happens is we have fair complexion, we can get sunburn, and then I when you get like sunburn, you know how lobsters are red, and then when you get a sunburn on your arm, that's also red, and then people say, oh, you look like as red as a lobster. Yeah. That's what his stand-up I is. Know. Remember when Jay and Ralph <laughs> were talking about word economy? <laughs> yes! Thank you! You have to try to tell the joke with as few words as possible. This guy crams in 17 different sentences yeah. into a joke that needed a half of a sentence. All right. So then he's explaining famous gingers. And he goes back to the fucking clown reference as if this is still new to us. When you think about famous gingers, they're typically comedians. Because we're this, much, we're this close to being clowns as it is. In our natural state, we already look like a clown, basically. Oh my god, you covered that! <laughs> I, I didn't even play most of it. He talked about the similarities between clowns and gingers for 12 minutes, and then he goes, and you know why a lot of gingers turn into comedians? We're like clowns! <laughs> like, yeah, we know. He told us. He already told us that thing. Like, he's so proud of that connection he made in his head. Yeah. That he cannot get past it. <laughs> All of his jokes pertain to, like, and then redheads look a lot like clowns. Somebody really needs to Photoshop like the um, the red nose, yeah, the big puffy red nose onto. All right, do you know who Andrew Santino is? Nope, uh, me neither. But apparently he's a comedian. So for some reason he talks about the biggest celebrity redhead is Louis C.K. and being a redhead is tough for him because he's got a fire bush. He says about Louis C.K. I don't understand that at all. It's not like a reference to him jerking off in front of girls. This is Seamus or Andrew Santino saying this? I'm sorry. That was confusing. Patrick Michael's talking about Louis C.K. Right. And says, you know, he has a tough go at it because he's got a firebush. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense at all. There's no connection to anything. Like, Louis C.K. is a funny comedian. No one thinks of him as a... Okay, whatever. And then he goes on to talk about this Andrew Santino guy who's also a redheaded comedian who I haven't heard of, but I guess he's got some fame and notoriety. And he says this. I mean, it's like Andrew Santino. Even though he has a, a, a no matter how much he, he, he brushes his hair or trims his beard, everybody's still not going to think he's handsome because he has a fire crotch. We know that. You can guarantee it. No matter how much he brushes his hair, Andy. I don't know if you know this, but the more you brush your hair, the more attractive you are. No matter how much he brushes his hair, he's still got a fire crotch. <laughs> No matter how handsome he actually is, yeah, he's, he's still, not attractive because of what I can't see in his pants. I don't. That doesn't make any fucking sense. It doesn't make any sense. No. And honestly, if you asked a guy if a redhead was attractive, and if she had pubic hair, if that would be attractive, the answer is yes. <laughs> the answer is always yes, unless it's Chrissy May. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, here's another clown reference because. Holy shit, he just cannot stop talking oh about clowns and gingers. This isn't even, we're not even, this is 20 minutes long. I we're know. not even past the first three minutes. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I couldn't help it. Everything's so no, funny. No, it's not your fault. It's his fault. Why do we got to keep going on and on about this Good shit? Good point. All right, here we go. It's almost as if they expect us to do a trick. Hey, man, you got a, you got a flower that squirts water here? No? 
Now, speaking of weird people. <laughs> well, I leave with the transition. <laughs> so he finally finishes up his ginger bit. And it comes back again later. But he finally finishes, finishes up his 12 minutes on gingers with a clown reference that could have possibly been funny if you hadn't already brought up that they look like clowns 18 times. Yeah. Like, okay, we get it. You ever see a ginger and they got one of those uh, flowers that squirts water? Like, no. That's not a thing. All right, this next joke is a pure joke. This literally is. I don't know if he got it out of a joke book, but this is a joke. But speaking of dogs, I actually had to hire a translator recently for my dog because I didn't understand a word he was saying. He'd say bark. I'd take him to the woods. He'd say woof. So I'd take him to the roof. He'd say rough. So I'd pull harder on his ears while I was fucking him. And now that we got this translator, he just wants to stop going to the roof. He's afraid of heights. I, I gotta give, I, I have to give Patrick Michael credit. That made me laugh. That was the only laugh in it's all It's so absurd. Minutes. And I thought it was actually kind of funny. Like, yeah. I, I processed it for a while. Like, I didn't laugh out loud because I was just like, what the fuck? And then I processed it for a while. I was like, that's fucking funny. <laughs> yes. And uh, I want to get. ruined sh- it by that tag on the end. Of course. You he always has on to tag it. it. He always has to tag it. So I, I want to give a shout out to Tony from Hack the Movies. He just did a video that he put out this week where he watched a nine minute podcast video and tried to see if he could not laugh through the whole thing. Very easy to do. Yes. Not a difficult task. But. If he had told that dog translator joke, I don't know if he would have pulled it off. I, I, I'm i going to speculate that that's a stolen joke. Because it's the whole, be. it's, it was the only... It's the only thing that sounds sn- like a joke. It's the only laugh in the whole 20 minutes. It's, I mean, I, I'm not going to say that I laughed out loud at it. But I, I thought to myself, like, oh, that's an interesting joke. Because nothing else that he says even makes sense comedically. Oh. Even the premise is like, I have a dog translate. You didn't right. Yeah, like it, like, it comes out of nowhere. He's talking about furries. He's like, speaking of dogs. Yeah. Like, Wait, what? What just happened? <laughs> so, I, yeah, I agree with you. I think he got that out of a joke book. But I don't know. I, I'm I'm willing to give him credit where credit's due. Sure. Patrick Michael, keep putting out comedy. We'll keep giving you credit. So he gets into the cauliflower ear stuff. Remember this part of it? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, here's this, here's this cauliflower ear joke. Oh. The UFC. And I just want to point out, it's just more like jamming it down. It's like, this is the joke. Do you get it? Do you get the joke I'm telling? Here it is again. It's the UFC is a big deal. A lot of people love mixed martial arts, and I get it. But I feel like it's too late in life for me to start training MMA. But I do want people to fear me as I walk down the street. So I want to get that cauliflower ear thing. But what I, instead of training, I just simply started rubbing my ear on my carpet every day for about two hours. It's gonna start swelling up real nice here and I'll never have to train, but everyone will assume that I do. No, they won't. If you've seen this video, you won't think that he's he's, training for anything. He's not in shape. Also, can you imagine those ears with cauliflower? He's got these big hideous gauges in his earlobes that went out of fashion 10, 15 years ago. Correct. So, and he's still got them and then add cauliflower ear on top of that you're taking this too literally andy i think you're overthinking it i i agree with you like a monster he shouldn't put more emphasis on his ears i agree with you on that i just think it's ridiculous that he goes instead of working out i'm just gonna rub my ear and get cauliflower ear it's like well you're not the first person to think of that it's not funny and he explains it over so guys you get it i'm not even working out but it looks like i'm scrappling with people saying yeah but 
Okay. It's not, it's not a good premise. It's a terrible premise, and he goes on and on about it. So now he explains that if a fat person had cauliflower ear, and I hope I'm not getting ahead of myself, he would want to eat it. Because we all know that fat people love cauliflower. <laughs> like that doesn't even make sense. Now, could you imagine uh, a giant fat man with cauliflower ear? Would he eat it? Is that how it started with try to bite your ear? Right? That was a thing when I was in school. Hey, man, try to bite your ear. And he acts this it, out where he is like trying to like bite his ear yeah. during the stand-up thing. Like, that was a thing when I was in school, trying to bite your ear. What? what are you talking about? Yeah, what is that? I don't... I've never heard of what that. What thing is that? Who would think that that's possible and try it? Yeah. Hey, you ever try to bite your ear? No. Mm. My ear's over here. My try, mouth's over here. Try it. How would that no. possibly happen? <laughs> so How could that possibly happen, you fucking idiot? And this guy goes, oh, I got a brilliant joke. So you got a fat guy who's been a wrestler all his life. And then he looks in the mirror and he's got cauliflower ear, which by the way doesn't look like cauliflower. Right. Is what it's called. Yeah. He's going to try to eat his ear. Because cauliflower is Based food. Based on the name. Yeah. Are you following this? No. So then <laughs> he gets even crazier. This is where he falls off the deep end and he starts working out material that's not done yet. And I implore anyone, I'll even read the Discord right now, tell me what he's going for here because I cannot figure it out. I think that started because there was just a fat guy who had cauliflower ear and he tried to get to it. Hey, if there's one thing a fat man will never have, it's cauliflower ear. A fat man will have crunch bar. Hey, what does a UFC, what does a UFC uh, veteran with cauliflower ear get after he's done fighting? Crunch bar ear. Elephant ear. I don't know. There's something there. I'll find it one day. Nope. <laughs> crunch bar ear. Crunch bar ear. He mentions this a couple of times. What does that mean? Why why is he connecting cauliflower ear and then a fat man has it so it's a crunch bar ear? Just I, because it's a I think it goes back to what you're saying that fat people wouldn't want to eat cauliflower. They'd rather eat a crunch bar. I don't know. I have no fucking idea. I know it's a strikeout of a joke. I know it's that. Can I tell you, in all honesty, between you and me? Okay. I wouldn't have watched this whole thing if it wasn't my job. Right? Oh, no. <laughs> I started watching it. I started watching it the other night when somebody posted it on our subreddit. And I got a few minutes in, and I was like, well, I'm good. Yeah. And I just stopped. Yeah. And then this morning, I'm like, I probably need to tackle this. And I watched the whole fucking thing. Right. It's so terrible. It's uncomfortable. It's terrible. He's picturing a world. I keep saying the word picture. I hope I'm doing it right. No, you're He's, not. Ah, fuck. <laughs> He's, well, ne next week, episode 200, you can point that out. He's picturing a world where there's thunderous laughter at the end of everything he says. Yeah. And he's putting out this thing like, isn't this weird where I say these jokes and no one's laughing? It's odd, isn't it? It's like, no, sounds about right. I think you'd get the same reaction in a crowded comedy club. I think I, I've actually seen video of it. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> All right. Let's get into the shitty car stuff. Oh, God. <laughs> this one's great. Yeah. This one's great, Andy, because he makes himself laugh. He actually pulls the microphone away and laughs out loud at this. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's, he's said this joke probably 50 times because he's been working on his act. He's not holding, he's not holding like the note cards on this one. And I don't know how many takes it took, but he's actually... 
looking like he would be doing stand-up comedy. Mm, it, <laughs> I kept keeping that? track of the edits. You can see yeah, a lot it just keeps clipping out, and I think he's looking at note cards that are on a table next to him. Yeah, You'll he's catch got, him glancing down. I think he's got a teleprompter. That's, he's got a road map. All right, so he describes a car that sucks real bad, and he makes himself laugh here. But uh, recently my friend, uh, actually it was like last year, my buddy told me that he got a car. And he already had a car, which is fine. People should have cars. Wheels are good. Get you places faster. But when he told me he got this car, I thought, hey, man, he just went out and bought a car. Fine. Because it wasn't a nice car. <laughs> wasn't nice at all. Honestly, it looked like a dune buggy. It looked like somebody stripped the entire body off of a Dodge Neon and drove it through the desert. That's what it looked like. That's what it looked like. Someone stripped the body off of a Dodge Neon and drove it through the desert. Does that paint a picture in your head? Why do I keep saying that word? <laughs> what am I doing to myself? Oh, <laughs> uh, fuck me. It, it conjures an image. It conjures an image, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. the fuck Not really. I mean, I, I Not can't. at all. No. He could have just said it was a Dodge Neon, but yeah, that is a piece of shit. Right, yeah. I'm with ya. All right, so here is, he's talking about this shitty car that his buddy bought. And he comes up with two premises, and he's not sure which one to go with, so he goes with both at the same time. I'm going to play this clip, and then let's talk about the fact that in comedy, you kind of got to go with an angle and just work with that. Don't go with two angles at once and hope that one of them lands. So when I see the car, and he tells me how he got the car and what he got it for, I'm thinking, well, he's in a lot of trouble. Because he told me the car works. It drives. And if you see the car, the first thing you think is, who got the better end of the deal? The guys who got the car? Or the guys who got a case of beer for their car? So there's two things going on here. I just paused it. We're going to get right back to it. He says, this guy's in trouble because it works, which doesn't make any sense yet, but it will. And then he says, who got the better deal? The guy who got the beer for the car or the guy who got the car? So that's... There's two things going on. Yep. Because if I was driving around, I don't know, a murder vehicle, and I needed to get rid of it somehow, put it on somebody else, you think I'm going to trade it for anything less than a case of beer? You're basically giving it away. Hey, man, free car. And the guy comes and checks it out. Oh, man, it's, I mean, it's a huge piece of shit car. What's with all the blood stains inside? Is that blood? <laughs> like, it's a fucking murder car. And when it comes to hiding evidence, that's the best way. Give it to a bunch of dummies. Hey, here's a car that we killed a bunch of people in, and you gave me a, a 36 case of Milwaukee's Best. Enjoy the ride, gentlemen. Enjoy the ride. It's like five years from now, they're going to they're gonna have a forensic team in their garage. Like, here's the kill car. Here's the kill vehicle. So... <laughs> The, just the like shit, the sighing and looking at each other. Andy, the shitty car this guy has. His buddy got this car and it's not good. And what the comedy mind of Patrick Michael has decided is that someone was probably murdered in this car. Maybe multiple victims. And that's why he was able to get this shitty car for a case of beer. Is that the... <laughs> This bit, I played the whole bit. Yeah. It goes on for a while. No. There's no laughs. No. There's no laughs to be had. 
This whole 20 minutes is... There's been no laughs! None! This is, it's the 9-11 hijackers of comedy. <laughs> it, none, nothing lands. <laughs> All right. So he goes on to talk about public speaking is a big fear for a lot of people. Yep. And stand-up comedy is terrifying. And it takes balls. They say it takes a lot of balls to do stand-up. Which I agree with, it does take a lot to get on stage. But then again, if you're like me and you take speech class twice, not too hard. The hard part about being on stage isn't the fact people are looking at you, it's having good jokes. Correct. But they say it takes a lot of balls. Hey man, you, uh, they don't say that your jokes are great, they say, hey, it takes a lot of balls to do what you did, fine. I love that he admits he's gotten actual feedback from people when trying to do stand-up and they have not said, your jokes are funny. Yeah. They've said, wow, that you took have some balls. balls to get up in front of people and read those jokes. Yeah. That takes brass balls, my friend. Yeah. And this guy is going, I don't know why every comedian gets complimented for just getting up in front of people. Well, yeah. no, no one's yeah. going to say that to Bill Burr. Dude, you got up in front of a whole theater full of people? Yeah. That takes balls. No, what they say to him is, those were really funny jokes. Yeah. Those are really great jokes that you came right, up with. Right. This fucking asshat yeah. thinks that that's the only compliment people give. Like, yeah. no, that's the only compliment they give to you because your jokes aren't funny. Right. They can't say that was funny because it wasn't. They right. say it took a lot of balls for you to get up there and humiliate yourself yes. with terrible material. And also, and you kept it wasn't it. easy for you. You had to take speech class twice. That means you were bad at it the first time. You literally failed speech. Something that we all do because we just live in the world. <laughs> I mean, I can't say picture. But we, I'd, be, I'd be good at speech class, I think. Yeah. Fuck you can me. get up in front of people. God, it, it sucks when I'm making fun of someone and then I can't even talk. <laughs> it doesn't help at all. Um, oh, this is a hot take right here. He gets into musicals. And guess what his take is on musicals, Andy? He loves them? No. <laughs> just the opposite. This is a hot take. There's, there's definitely... A lot of movies that I hate where somebody's walking down the street, they start singing a few lyrics, they might walk by like a construction site or a gym, and people start following them and singing the song as well. Not only do they sing, they dance, they and it's choreographed. It's not just, hey, I'm off in the corner dancing alone. No, we're dancing the same fucking steps together. We're in it together. We're do How did I know that you knew the same moves? How did you know that I did? Again, over explain this. Like, we get it. The whole premise of a musical is ridiculous. Yes. They're all singing the song. That guy knows the third harmony on it. They're all dancing the same way. We get it. That's what a musical is. Yep. It's what it's always been. This guy is trying to break it down for us. I don't know if you realize this, but Mary Poppins, you ever seen this movie? <laughs> this wouldn't happen in the real world. This would never happen. How do they know the lyrics to a spoonful of sugar? Uh, How can they possibly know that? Did they talk to him about it beforehand? <laughs> I like it when Patrick Michael isn't so much the observation comedian like he was right there. I like it better when he's just telling straight jokes. When he's just got wordplay and he just knows how to tell a joke. This is one he shoehorns in. He has no segue for it, but he knows it's a great joke, so he has to work it into his stand-up routine. 
I really don't have a place for this next joke, but I want to say it anyways, because I'm, I'm honestly curious. Because it's science. I have to wonder, if somebody's killed by, a, by crows, is that a murder murder? Has to be. Has to be. This is this is my favorite part of the thing. Yeah. Do you know why? No, I you, don't. You have to listen very carefully. Oh, is that where the, the baby's crying you in the background? The baby crying. Play it again. Yeah, hold on. Let me pull that back on the board. I, I already oh. ripped it off. Well, I, I'm going to put it back because you're right. You can hear. It happens a few more times too, but this is yes. where it starts. Yes, you can hear a baby crying. And I want to point out the fact that He's using like a Shure 58 microphone, right? which only picks up the sound that's coming out right in front of it. You can even hear how quiet it gets when he just moves it away from his mouth a little bit. Yeah, yeah, when he was laughing at his own joke. Correct. When he's laughing at his own joke, he pulls it away and you can barely hear him laughing. So the fact that you can hear a baby crying in the background through this microphone and with this ridiculous music playing tells me that this kid is wailing (laughs) in the background. Let me find that. Here we go. Let's play that again. I really don't have a place for this next joke, but I want to say it anyways, because I'm, I'm honestly curious. Because it's science. I have to wonder, if somebody's killed by, a, by crows, is that a murder murder? Has to be. Has to be. I, I have another example of this. Yeah. This is during his uh, Indiana joke, and you will hear this loud and clear. <laughs> Honestly, it's actually pretty obvious that no one knows people from Indiana because we're called Hoosiers. And the first part of that is who. I feel like when anybody ever... Hey, do you know anybody from Indiana? Who? Who? Just turn into an owl for a second. Like We all stopped even listening to the terrible joke because we're just listening for the speech crying. Is that why he put the music in? So you wouldn't hear that he's neglecting his children? Is that possible? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. But <laughs> the, the, the baby's like the that. only thing I can relate to in this special. Yes! He's upset with comedians. There's a, there's a kid crying in the background. What's he doing? Why does he think this is okay? <laughs> Dude, can you imagine th- 25 years ago, before we could all just put shit up on the internet, if you were told you can take a video of yourself and put it in a place where everyone in the world could potentially see it, yep. wouldn't you be scared shitless of what you put up on the internet? Yeah. I still am. Yeah, right. <laughs> I still am. Fucking Vinny's talking about this wheel of consequences yeah. for the creep up. Yep. Carl, I got this great idea. We'll uh, dress up in Speedos and shoot video of uh, the loser washing the other person's car. Like, well, I'm not, not going to do that. Yeah, that's on the internet for the rest of your life. Like, Vinny, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> why, why would I do that? And that's only embarrassing to me. Imagine the fact that you're a terrible father and you're posting a video of your child crying in the background while you're ignoring him. Yeah. It's embarrassing to your wife and your kid and you and your relatives. He doesn't like when comedians describe themselves as just a guy who tells dick jokes for a living. Whenever a comedian, a professional comedian, somebody who writes jokes for a living, performs on stage, whenever they say what their job is, they usually reference the old 
you know, the old saying that we've all heard a thousand times. I just tell dick jokes for a living. I tell dick jokes for a living. And I'll tell you right now, dude, that's the most degrading way to talk about your job, to talk about your art, to talk about your craft. You tell dick jokes? Why does everyone say that, though? That's what bothers me. I don't care if you have a good dick joke, but stop saying that all you do is tell dick jokes. Because you're only making comedians look that much more pathetic. I don't think he's understanding what's going on here. <laughs> These are people with a sense of humor about right. themselves. They're funny people. They don't take themselves so goddamn seriously. Seamus is sitting there going, but I spend hours scratching out my jokes and talking about how clowns and gingers are very similar. They have these traits that are close to being identical. He's yeah. drawing lines and charts and graphs. And then he, he sees Bill Burr and he's like, I don't know, man. I just have dick jokes. He's like, you can't say that. This is our art form. Yeah. This is such an important thing that we do. It's like, no. No, it's not. It's not. Nothing is less funny than comedians explaining the architecture of humor. It's Correct. really obnoxious. Uh, Chris Hardwick does it all the time oh. on the Nerdist podcast. Every time he has a comedian on, he has to talk about, oh, what it's like to riff and how blah, 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 blah. And it's the opposite of funny. Joe, When Joe Rogan has comedians on, yeah. it gets into that territory too. And it's never interesting. And this guy's upset that someone who actually writes good jokes would describe themselves as a guy who just writes dick jokes yeah. for a living. Yeah. Anyway. Last thing I want to play from the stand-up special. He gets back into ginger talk. Oh, my God. <laughs> His idea the is. Fuck. Listen to this premise, Andy. His idea is, you know the wolf man? Oh, God, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> the wolf man so is a guy. Dumb. The wolf man is a guy who has hair everywhere, all over <laughs> his face, all over his body. <sighs> Yep. What if there was a ginger wolf man? This must have... I bet he jumped out of battery. Whoa! Carly, I just had the best idea for my comedy special. Get Netflix on the phone. I want to tell them this. It's all of those things. Speaking of wolf boy, and I didn't mention it, mention it earlier. Oh, he meant to talk about it earlier in his routine. This is why it came up 17 minutes after his ginger material. It's like, oh shit, you know what? I've, I've totally forgot about this part. This is great. It's all of those things. Speaking of Wolf Boy, and I didn't mention it, mention it earlier, but imagine having an entire body full of hair. Like, from head to toe. Forehead, eyebrow, all of this is hair. Now imagine it's red hair. Well, that guy's not gonna live very long. Not because anyone's gonna kill him, but because he's gonna off himself. And he's gonna do it in a weird way, too. He's probably gonna make some, he's gonna stick his, his two feet in uh, two metal pans and fill it up with concrete and fall into a river. Those are cement shoes, folks. Thank you for explaining that. <laughs> That's a little interesting. It's dipping into his psyche a little bit. Sure. Because it's bad enough that I'm a redhead. Imagine if I had this orange hair all over my body. I would kill myself. And how is he going to kill himself? Drowning to death. It's, it's grisly. It's to the, kill nobody kills himself that way. That's how you murder people. Like, that's a terrible way to die. Drowning to death and not being able to swim to the surface? That's torture. Yeah. You heard of waterboarding? This is way worse. Yeah. 
Way, way worse. Way worse. Nobody commits suicide like that. I am so you pissed can't, at my... You physically... Can't, you, can you, yeah, that's, a good, that's a good voice hopping over yeah, towards I <laughs> I'm going to sit on the bed of my pickup truck, wait for the fucking concrete to turn solid, and then hop into the fucking ocean. It's like that kid's in the hull, but with the uh, lead foot, whatever that guy's name was, I don't know. This is such a stupid premise. It doesn't make any sense it's at all. Bad. It's, it just gets worse and worse. My buddy PJ put together a uh, new parody song. Oh, I'm excited now. And typically PJ likes to sing about Patrick Michael. Yeah. But this week, it's our friend Stuttering John. Now, I don't have a lot to talk about with Stuttering John this week because I feel like he wants us to talk about him now, which makes me want to not talk about him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's getting to be too much. He's mentioning us on every episode. I'm like, oh, okay, now it's... I listened to him this week just to see if there's anything to bring, and I just decided, and the, like, whatever. Do you know what he did this week? He had Monique from Radio Gunk on, yeah. and they made fun of Jackie's stand-up. Yeah. The exact thing that he threatened his attorney would come after the Revenge of the Sis guys because they were making fun of his stand-up. He did the exact thing. He had the video up. And on his YouTube thing, and him and Monique are making fun of Jackie, and, yeah. and I'm like, dude, are you that tone deaf? <laughs> are you that dumb? He is that dumb. So, of course, PJ gave us that, but he also gave us this fun parody song. And I think you went to the Pixies concert with me when they reunited and toured and they came to Rochester. Mm -hmm, yeah. This is my favorite Pixies song of all time, Debaser, and here's a parody for that. I would have given everything they paid me to charity because I don't really need the money. I mean, look, shit, I need a paycheck. Everybody needs a paycheck. Got paid half a mil on the Tonight Show. Now he's losing his mind and his kid's a hobo. John's a loser, so he'll sue. Carla, no one likes him, so he'll sue. Carla, he's on a Mensa, so he'll sue. Carla, no talent, everyone knows. Considering John is a loser. The loser. 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 Chester. <laughs> Doesn't make half a mil. Now he's losing his mind. But his kids even his. He needs to get drunk, so he'll sue. Carla. Just a loser, and he'll sue. Carl. No one likes him. <laughs> Brilliant work That's once again great. from our friend PJ. And by the way. I'm going to be on PJ's show. We're recording it in a couple of days. PJ has a show? He does. It's called We Are Assholes. Okay, that tracks. Tracks. I went on um, our buddy Brandon F's podcast this past week, Shitty Song of the Week, and that comes out on April 3rd. So check that out. That'll be fun. Um, I want to point out that our buddy Croge put together a fun new parody for you, Andy. 
What? Yeah, this is uh, this is your new theme song. What? Candy. And my guest today, Candy. <laughs> Croach also did something that was awesome. Is he submitted for Cringe of the Week? Cringe of the Week. Cringe of the Week. And I have not listened to this yet, but I just trust his judgment. So wait, wait, don't tell me. Which I believe we covered in like podcast number 14 or something. Some it's NPR bullshit. One of these NPR shows, they do them in theaters in front of huge crowds. And they say things that are not even remotely humorous. And people erupt because you're in this huge theater and everyone's laughing. And so when you listen to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, it's about 48% crowd reaction. Yeah. There's this thing called coronavirus. Yeah. We're not allowed to hang out with more than 10 people at a time. This is what they're doing. I, like I said, I haven't listened to this, but he explained it to me at uh, band practice. So let's check this out. And to help us along, Bill Curtis here is going to sing you one of his favorite hand-washing songs. Hit it, Bill. Thank you, Peter. Ready, everyone? Ain't nobody dope as me. My hand's so fresh, so clean. So fresh and so clean. Clean. Don't you think I'm so sexy? My hand's so fresh, so clean. Ain't nobody dope as me. My hand's so fresh, so clean. Thanks to me, Bill Curtis. Wow. That was great, Bill. I think we all now feel very fresh and very clean and just a little oh, bit dirty. Oh, no. The little clapping sound effect. Fuck you. That was. I'm glad, though, that this show, like, people are going to listen to this and be like, oh, why do I like this? Yeah. Hopefully people will realize that without the theater without, all reacting <laughs> ridiculously. Without the applause sign lighting up. Yes. You would just be like, uh, Dude, I, I played PJ's thing and then I played Croge's stuff. I got sidetracked. We were talking about Centering John. So somebody put this on the Discord. I had to play this for you. Centering John's second ever episode of The Tonight Show. So he got hired as the announcer. He's there with Jay Leno. And I don't know if you remember this, but back then he would sit in the audience for some reason. Yes. And Jay would have some playful banter with him. So it's the second episode ever, and Jay asked the crowd this question, because they just hired him from Howard Stern. How many of you have no idea who John is? Be honest. <laughs> How many of you have no idea who John is? <laughs> People are excited to clap. Like, I have no idea. I've never heard of this asshole. That so, might be an NPR applause sign reaction, though. Oh, I don't know, man. It looked, it looked legit. So, because I watched the video of this, they get the guys who do the behind-the-music stuff for VH1 yeah. to do a behind-the-stutter for oh, Stuttering okay. John. And this is the segment that they roll out. And I just pulled this one clip in here because I found this to be asinine. John studied filmmaking at New York University. His undeniable talent landed him an internship at the Howard Stern Show. Does undeniable talent ever land you an internship he then became a call screener yeah. wow <laughs> he must have been so talented how did he ever pull that off undeniable that he had a speech impediment and they wanted to amazing <laughs> they wanted to exploit him that's incredible i wonder if uh, medicated pete also has undeniable talent <laughs> because he was also an intern who they brought on the air because he's a fucking idiot Sorry, John, you are medicated Pete. That's yeah. who you are. You're an idiot that we laugh at because you suck. All right, that's enough of that. <laughs> Andy, there is a show on Compound Media. It's called Would You Kindly. Are you familiar with this show? No. 
It is hosted by two gentlemen. One of them is my friend Eric Nagel, E-Rock. Yep. The other one is Brian Johnson. Oh, okay. I, I, I'm Dave. very, yeah, I'm familiar with this. Andy is a big fan yep. of Tell Him Steve Dave. Yes. And Brian Johnson. Yes. This is Brian Johnson talking about us. Oh, speaking of which, man, you turned me on to a podcast that I now am like, like when people tell me like, you know, I, I discovered your podcast, but you have all these episodes, but I still, I went through them and I'm like, I love it, even though it's daunting. And you in, in, in introduced me to, uh, who are these podcasts? Oh, and, Carl's uh, podcast. I think, yeah. I think they have like a hundred and almost 200 episodes, something Probably, like that. Probably. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there were a whole bunch of episodes. And I was like, holy shit, like this is like, I, I love it. I love the ruthlessness. I, I love the pettiness. Like, everything I'm looking for to sit there as a, like, almost feel like you're in the room and just like listening to them shred shit. Yeah. Uh, and shred stuff with knowledge. Like the episode you were on. Uh, oh, uh, thank for you for that shout out at the end. I, I listened to the rest of it yesterday. Yeah, of course. Um, I was on uh, for right before Christmas break for the Todd show we were reviewing. And then they go on and talk about uh, Eric's appearance here with the Todd show, which was great. So Brian Johnson is now a big fan of WATP. I am like so delighted. I know. Isn't that awesome? So awesome, yeah. We're big fans of Brian Johnson, so I'm definitely going to reach out to him, and it would be great to have him guest on this show. You know, Vinny... I'll be here whether you want me to be or not. <laughs> yeah, right. I've got some security for that one. The jingles department will be fighting Andy off. You know, Vinny does a podcast. Vinny Paulino has been on the show a number of times, my co-host on The Creep Off. Yeah. He does a podcast where comedians who are coming into town will sit down with him and he'll do like a 45-hour-long interview with them to promote the fact they're going to the comedy at the Carlson and promote their, their show. Right. Well, obviously, that's all shut down. Mm-hmm. So he's not sure what to do. And he's going to get the show started back up again. And he's got a bunch of really big comedians, the uh, names that we all know, lined up that he's going to be doing. By remote. Remotely. Mm-hmm. And I realized that these comedians who are just touring nonstop have nothing to do right now. Yeah. They're looking for shit to do. Oh, yeah. I could tell because Opie... His latest episode was calling into a bunch of radio shows now yes. because all these people are starved for content that they want Opie on their show. We did not plan this out. It's a brilliant segue. Opie is doing three shows a week again. All about coronavirus. He is taking full advantage of this situation. He cannot wait to talk to everybody he knows about it. And recently, he was on the McNeil and Parkin show. Yes. And they're on The Score in (laughs) Chicago. This is something that I used to listen to a lot of sports talk radio. I don't anymore. I don't know what the fuck these people are talking about. I imagine they're talking about Tom Brady and a 17-game season, but... Can you do that for three hours a day, five days a week? What could they possibly be talking about now? What are they talking about? Yeah. Well, the answer is Opie. (laughs) Opie calls into the sports talk show because they have nothing else to talk about. So They're like literally scraping the bottom of the barrel. Yes! Literally scraping the bottom of the barrel. Not figuratively. Not literally. (laughs) Not figuratively at all, Andy. Literally putting their spoon down there. All right. Fuck you. I know. So... 
they play, they talk about, we're going to have Opie on from Opie and Anthony. And Opie and Anthony, and these guys are, are radio vets. They're like, they're the ones who fucked up April Fool's for us. Because back when they were in Boston, they said the mayor had died in a car crash, and they played the whole new segment from that, and then they bring Opie on. You can still listen to him. He's got his Opie Radio podcast. You get that wherever podcasts are available. He's on the Alpamonte Ford Hotline. Opie, you're on in Chicago. McNeil and Parkins on the score. Thanks so much for the time, man. Oh, hey, guys. Thanks for having me. First of all, you just played that old clip of me, and I, I sound like a real jerk. <laughs> Yeah, any regrets? I'm <laughs> like a real jerk. You live long enough, you, 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 you come to the realization that you can't relate to your old self anymore. But I, I was like such a surfer dude back there. Uh, I was just such an idiot. Nailed it. <laughs> it's funny because if you listen to the Opie radio podcast, you hear this from the other end of the phone. Right. His, his podcast is just this only released on his channel. Oh, so he actually put this out as if it was his this, show. This is this is Opie's show, not their show. I, I got this from their show. So he did a radio. No, appearance. no, it's Opie's show. He did a radio appearance and now he turned that into his own content. Yep. Can I tell you the funniest fucking thing? Guys, grocery games mm-hmm. is on the Food Network. Carl Ruiz used to be a guest judge, or he had some affiliation with that show. Correct. I never watched it. No. This past week, they did a tribute to Carl Ruiz, and Opie was on the show. Did right. you know this? I did. Because the beginning of this, epi- the, the, what I just said, him putting all his appearances on yeah. his own show, yeah. is him telling that story to Weez. Okay. I didn't hear that. Okay. But I watched the show. It's on my DVR. We can go watch it after this if you all want right, to. All right. We'll do that. All right. <laughs> Opie is on Guy's Grocery Games. Now, I didn't know what this show was. I knew Carl Ruiz was on it. It is bonkers. They're having so much fucking fun all the time. Like, everything's so funny and crazy and can you believe we're gonna make this recipe with all this hot sauce whoa (laughs) that's gonna be spicy like it is terrible it's the worst thing you've ever seen they bring opie out opie comes out with a shopping cart full of sweatshirts and hats and he says this is all carl's clothes that he used to have and the premise is they're gonna put on these sweatshirts and then there's like a shoplifting game where they have to go around and shoplift and Carl Ruiz's brother, George, is a security guard. Don't ask. I don't know why I'm explaining this. <laughs> it's the dumbest fucking premise. Opie comes on, has a couple of lines to read, does it horribly. But the thing that's amazing is he's holding his Zoom recorder on national television. Stop it. On Food Network, on Guy's show. This is why Guy, when he was in his house, we played this on the show. Yeah, yeah. Guy's like, are you fucking podcasting again, Opie? Get the fuck out of here. I can't believe he He was- had to do it on Guy's show. I'm surprised Guy didn't just, like, snatch it out of his hand and Me throw too. it across the fucking room. Me too. Opie, you're on national television. <laughs> it's being seen by way more people than are hearing your podcast. Put the fucking Zoom recorder down. Just do your appearance. Unbelievable. Do you think... I, I know Carl Ruiz would have had a good sense of humor about this, but don't you think Carl would be like, oh, what are you doing? Yeah. What are, what are you doing? Guy invited you on the show. How did he even get out... On camera with it, like wouldn't I know. some director? Wouldn't somebody be like, "Opie, oh, why are you holding cut, up that thing? Why are you holding that fucking thing?" And I'm sure it was edited out. They never address it. No one even asks what it is, why he's holding on to it. So it's just like this really awkward, weird thing in the middle of a show. This fucking guy looks—he <laughs> looks homeless. Opie looks terrible. He must have skipped hair and makeup because he looks terrible. He comes right up on the show and he's holding a Zoom recorder and just talking to fucking guy. And guy goes, "All right, Opie, I need you to do the countdown." 
for uh, when these guys go. So we're going to do a 3 2 1 countdown. I hope he goes, <laughs> go. He didn't even get that right. And then I was like confused. Like, what? Boner, man. He's such a boner. That's, that's a perfect word. And also, <laughs> if this was 20 years ago, you would have been on the radio making fun of this fucking show. Yes. All the people that were on it involved with it. Wait until you watch this show. It's so fucking corny. I can't wait to watch this. It's nothing but cornballs. I don't even know how Carl Ruiz was a part of this, but whatever. I don't want to besperch his name. Yeah. So, but I did listen to the. I think it was the newest one, and it starts with him on Wheeze, uh, recounting the day before going on this show, and then it goes into the sports talk show, and then it goes into Creamy Butters giving away like a watch and these shitheads that are over the moon about getting a watch that Opie doesn't want anymore. It's a lot of callers calling in and saying how much they love the show to Butters. I, I don't even know. I don't know how what his bottom is. Like, they talk about that with Artie Lang. They're like, Artie, why aren't you getting sober? You've hit your bottom. It's like, that's not his bottom. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a further drop he's, from that he bottom. He still has a hole in his face that he could pour drugs into. Yes. <laughs> right. Like, there's no bottom for Opie. Like, Opie has lost everything. It's embarrassing. He's got a guy named Creamy Butters who's running his Facebook group. And now he's, like, controlling segments of his show. And Opie's like, this is good. Yeah. Fuck. And he's just hijacking other people's shows. I think that Opie's trying to get to a point where we don't even want to make fun of him anymore because it's too sad. He's like, I'll show them. <laughs> I'll be so pathetic. No one will even rag on me anymore. Anthony will feel bad about it. It's like, all right, well, you got us. But before we do that. Let's get back to this McNeil and Parkins guys show. So there, Opie's describing his April Fool's prank. And he brings us back to that day. Now remember, this is 25 years ago. Oh, and it's not like I haven't heard this story a million fucking times. Oh, but this is great. Opie's explaining how this all came about. 25 years later, guess who the hero of this story is? I Yeah, I, yeah. One, one, you get one guess. Yeah, guess who sucks at everything in this story? Anthony. Well, yeah, you ruined it for the rest of us, man. You guys got all the fun in back in the day with radio doing these insane pranks, and now no one's allowed to do any April Fool's Day pranks anymore. I kind of feel bad, but radio needed to wake up at the time. I'm saying at the time. Uh, there were so many morning shows doing really hacky April Fool's pranks, and none of them were believable. And I was pacing my apartment that morning, and I'm like, what could we do today to really you know, blow up the whole April Fool's prank? And it, 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 it came into my head, let's, let's say that the mayor of Boston died in a fiery car accident. And I, I'm just saying that. I'm, I'm cringy, trust me. So I call up Anthony, and uh, Anthony's half asleep. Uh, hey, this is what we're doing today. We're going to say that the mayor of Boston died in a fiery car accident for April Fool's. And Anthony goes, yeah, whatever, oh, fine, I'll see you in a couple hours. You know, he's barely awake. And then I remember, you know, we looked at each other like, are we going to do this today? Are we going to do this? And I just said, you know, F it and announced it. And uh, the rest is history. Wow. Opie. Fucking. Despite having a co-host who couldn't be bothered with your brilliance, you still were able to persevere and put together this amazing radio show that got you fired. Congratulations. It's amazing. This shit had just slept walk through the whole thing, but yeah. luckily I was there to carry the whole He story. adds details that no one's asking for. No. These guys don't know Opie and Anthony from Don and Mike. They don't know what the fuck they're... And the, the guy goes, 
Yeah, so uh, you fucking fucked up uh, April Fool's for all of us radio folks. Let me tell you how that happened. I call up Anthony. Anthony's asleep. He probably drank too much the night before. Was it a morning show? I think it was an afternoon show. Oh, okay. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, because he's not calling it at like 3 in the morning, right? I wouldn't think so. (laughs) I would think they could have that meeting when they get to the station if it's a morning show. (laughs) So then the reason why Opie and Anthony got fired in New York was because of the Sex for Sam thing they did. Where a couple of people were having, I think, butt sex in, in St. Patrick's Cathedral. Yeah. It's frowned upon. <laughs> <laughs> so Opie goes on to explain that he decided to do this stunt because it was time to blow up all of radio. And then, you know, then we go to New York and we get fired again for the whole Sex for Sam stunt that we did for three years in a row. And then after that, they really shut down radio because... They increased the, uh, you know, the fines, the FCC fines and whatnot. So, uh, but I think I think the time was was right for just to blow up the whole thing. Unfortunately, you know, it hurt a lot of people that were still in the radio uh, in the radio game. So, Opie's the one who blew up radio, all of radio, changed everything. After Sex for Sam, all the fines went up. It had nothing to do with the Super Bowl with Janet Jackson and the FCC getting involved. Nothing to do with that. It was Opie and Anthony's sex for Sam stunt, which they had nothing to do with. People were literally having sex. They were up in the studio. Right. They weren't part of that. They didn't tell those people to do that. I mean, people they put were, it on the air. People were fornicating in a church. In a church. And Opie's like, I did that. <laughs> I, I needed to blow up radio. Like, well, Opie. If you want the credit for shoving a whiffle ball bat in a girl's vagina, I'll give that to you. Yeah. All right. And then Opie goes on to explain because they ask about this other disc jockeys in Chicago who were having a feud with Opie and Anthony. And Opie's like, I don't I don't remember. And I believe that. Like, they've had a lot of feuds with a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. But um, Opie explains how they used to combat, used to go into combat, I should say, with these radio hosts. I know he would try to beat us up and, you know, uh, take shots at us, but me and Anthony's philosophy back then was, you know, you take a little shot at us, we're going to take a, a nuclear warhead right back at you. We, you know, we didn't, we didn't play fairly, that's for sure. Very different than his philosophy these days, which is ignore Carl for years yeah. and act like he doesn't exist. Who are these podcasts? Never heard of it. Moving on. Let's look at a sunset on the beach. Wow, things have changed. I'm spinning around on the beach. Wow, things have changed. I did listen to a little bit of Opie talking to Brother Weeze. Yeah. On a recent episode because yeah. he's got to get the scoop on coronavirus. And who would know more about it than Weeze from his condominium in Fort Lauderdale? Yeah. And I do appreciate the message that they're sending. And I'm hearing it loud and clear. Yeah. But, bro, people hate everything. Well, that's uh, the world we live in, as you know, right? Yeah, we've talked about it. Uh, people just have more fun hating shit than uh, just trying to say be nice. Yeah, it's the culture we're we're stuck with, unfortunately. Maybe after the coronavirus, we'll all uh, wake the fuck up and realize that life is precious. And why are we spending so much damn time on the hate when we should be spending it on the love? Amen. Right? Uh, Opie knows a lot about love. Yeah. Spending time on the love. You know, he didn't, he wasn't part of a a radio show that went on and actively went out of their way to to take down every other morning radio show. This bit called Jacktober. Right. 
where they would tell the pests, their fans, to go on and post ridiculous things on their Facebook page, got all their Facebook pages taken down. Call people yeah. to the point where they yeah. drove them crazy. Right. Yeah, yeah. No. It's all about love yeah. and not about hate. I don't, I don't understand, Weez. I don't understand this world. There's so much hate out there. Why can't we all just love? No hypocrisy there at all. Nope. None whatsoever. Last clip I want to play about Opie, and I call this one Father of the Year. This is amazing because there's a lot of parents out there who are challenged. They have their kids at home all day long. They're probably working a job. It's very difficult to juggle all these things. Now, Opie doesn't have a job. His wife doesn't have a job, but it's still difficult, right? They, you know, they're, they're in their mansion in the Hamptons right now. They, they left New York City. Yeah. It's a... Uh, Four people living in a mansion. Must be hard. With nothing to do and millions of dollars in the bank. And we just like, brah, you have kids, brah. I don't even know. How do you, how do you deal with that? Opie's got the answer. People with little kids. Yes. Oh, my God. So what do you do with the kids? Uh, my kids, you know, they're cool. Uh, we're just keeping them busy as, as best we can. And, uh, you know, that iPad is a lifesaver for parents. And at this point, it's like, yeah, go on your iPad for eight hours, no problem. Because even if they go on their iPad for six to eight hours, we still got a, another six hours of uh, stuff to do during the day. So. Oh, no, Opie, did you just say that out loud? You just explained what a terrible parent you are out loud on your podcast. Why would you do that? His wife must be pissed. Like, what did you fucking say on your podcast? You're lucky no one hears that. You're very lucky nobody hears that podcast, because if they did, they would know that we're the worst parents to ever exist. Yeah, a lot of people are busy with homeschooling, yep. or maybe concerned with getting some exercise. Activities. Yeah. He's like, you give him an iPad, that's eight hours. Then the battery dies, you got to fucking find something else to do. But for eight hours. <laughs> is that incredible? I, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that he's involved as little as possible. I'm not a parent. And I'm better at it than he is. <laughs> I'm literally better at it than he is somehow. Oh, boy. Unbelievable. Andy, what, what have we not talked about yet? Hmm. We talked about Chrissy Mayer yet? A little bit. We did her podcast last week, the Chrissy Mayer show or Chrissy Mayer podcast, whatever it's called. And everyone has been asking me, are downloads way up? Because everyone's home. You know, the world has changed, obviously. Mm. And you would think that. Oh, Everyone's yeah. watching Netflix and they're listening to podcasts. Right, and people are binging more things. Yeah, they're looking for things to fill the time and to get them through the day. I've never had fewer downloads on a podcast. Nobody cares about Chrissy Bayer. <laughs> it's so it's so bizarre to me. Like we've been increasing at a pretty good clip for a long time. I put out Chrissy Bayer show. People are like ah, pass. <laughs> Nobody cares. Whoa. Whoa. Nobody cares. Oh. So I, I, and then I, what do I do? Oh, let's make fun of her some more. <laughs> yeah. What do I do? Talking about this. I should have. Next time I make fun of Chrissy Mayer, I'm going to call it Opie Radio. Yeah. <laughs> so we get some fucking downloads on it. Yeah. All yeah. right, Andy, you know what time it is? Yes. It's time for the teaser. The teaser. The teaser. The teaser. The teaser. Endless possibilities. Hmm. Is what this part of the show is. Well, it could be anything. It's although I've already talked about what this is going to be. Significant. I've already talked about what this is. All right, next week is episode number two hundred. Yeah, it's a big deal for us. It is going to be the roast of WATP part two. So we're going to have uh, a lot of the 
other podcasts that we work with and make fun of and hosts and things come on and rag on me. I'm sure me saying picture will show up from time to time, (laughs) a few other things, but I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be a big extravaganza episode where we we, uh, have a lot of fun at my expense. And frankly, the whole 200 episodes is I'm, bad. I'm due. Yeah, I'm, due yeah. to, I'm due to be made fun of. It's It's been 100 episodes since we did that. Yep. Although, when Croach comes on, he always finds a way to sneak it in. So, Andy, I want to thank you so much for coming on. Yep. And listening to Opie and listening to Patrick Michael's stand-up. Oh, my God. That was a slog. SDR. Anything that you want to plug, my friend? Well, I'll be doing my own 20 minutes in front of a bunch of crying babies on YouTube. So you can all look forward to that. All right. It'll be probably as funny. Please join us again next week. It might be the episode we find out once for all. Who are these podcasts? Sleep well, every pony. Starting in the mush pits of morning radio. Mm, Okay. Great show. Good job, everybody. Great job, everyone. What is this garbage? How do they have a podcast? This is bullshit. Ah! I can't fucking take it! This dude is fucking corny. You know, who are these podcasts? I don't know. I don't get it. Makes no sense. Vic. Carl, how are you? Vic! I'm doing wonderful. I haven't taken a pee break this entire time. Well, you peed before the show for once. I did. I should still be commended, though. (laughs) I still want people to praise my name. For how long I've been episodes are going longer and longer, so it's a little more impressive. Thank you, Andy. See, Vic, that's how you kiss the host ass right there. (laughs) I refuse to do that, Carl. How are you? What are you wearing, Andy? Uh, clown shoes and an eye patch. (laughs) Okay, good. He looks better than usual. (laughs) Carl's. I made Carl wear a mask, not for health reasons, but (laughs) because of appearance reasons. It doesn't even cover my mouth. It's just like a Batman mask. You put this on. I don't want to get coronavirus. <laughs> Wearing a Zorro mask at the supermarket. <laughs> you think Asians look stupid. I'll show them. <laughs> All right, Vic, what do you got? Some new reviews for us you want to read? Uh, yeah, there was not too many reviews. Um, it seems people forget to go on Apple uh, and review uh, five stars for WATP. What the fuck? Um, we have thousands of reviews. What are you talking about? No, they're so fucking like, I don't know. They're all so fucking average. Like we all need right. people shitting in on you in the comments again. But right. I brought Thank two you, Beck. from some uh, other countries. Mm. Uh, Argentina. Okay. Uh, the title was Horrible Show, Horrible Hosts. Apparently some boomers having fake laughs and shouting into a microphone is comedy now. Five yep. stars. <laughs> yeah, that is, that's as good as we can get. <laughs> and then Latvia. Um, they, the title is Thoughts. Great work despite all reviews. I do enjoy and I see WTP as critics for other podcasts. Whatever. Like, do you see what I mean? Like, those are so fucking boring. 
Someone in Latvia that was reviewed our of, show. I've that been, was a yeah. complimentary five-star yeah. review from Latvia. I've it never, was. I've never even been they to that a, country. How is that possible? <laughs> they put a winky face at the end, too. So Aww, that's know. cute. <laughs> yeah, make sure you describe the emojis like Shannon. Oh, yeah, right. God. No, it's not an emoji. It's just the, uh, uh, I don't even know what Emoticon. You know what? Yeah. Do you know what these assholes at SCR do? The reason why they play those complimentary... Uh, reviews. No, they pick a random reviewer and give them a free T-shirt in order oh. to get people to give them like positive reviews. So it's prize pigs trying yeah, it's to get prize a pigs. <laughs> They've never even heard the show. They're like, oh, you want a sweet SDR shirt? Write a review. Who fucking cares? I say if you give us a five star review, there's a chance I come over to your house and punch you in the face. <laughs> All right, we'll just pull randomly. It better be a negative content with five stars. Thank you, Andy. Roast this, this guy gets it. Come on. What are we doing? What are we even doing here? Vic, everyone is on pins and needles. They want to know, are you still working? Oh, yeah, I'm still working. My hours are a little bit cut, but uh, still working. Okay. So people are still calling the phone sex line. Yeah, well, the polls are still pretty warm, too, so that's good. (laughs) And so one thing you can do when you're quarantined is call call (laughs) Vic and talk dirty to her. Yeah, are you getting any fun text messages recently? Oh, the fish guy texts back. Um, oh, <laughs> claimed that I made him sound like a psychopath. I don't know where he gets that from. But he doesn't use frozen fish. They're just rotten. <laughs> Can I tell you, this fish guy saga is the only thing I care about now. <laughs> it's, it's the only thing I want to hear about. I need to know every detail. What's going on with this guy? Yeah, I'll actually post the... Okay, he then like sent me a picture of like Vic carved into a rotten fish with like a heart. Um, Holy shit! And you made you made him sound like a psychopath. That's what I'm saying. I was like, "Who the fuck are you, dude?" Like, you doing this? Someone's got a crushy poo. I know. I have my first fan art. Amazing fan art. (laughs) Die, Vic, die! (laughs) Yeah, and then I got a couple like coronavirus texts. Like, whoa, whoa, did you get it? No. Somebody put um, a, a mini surgical mask on the head of their dick. <gasps> Did you Still do no that? Dick text. <laughs> that was Andy. It seems like you had that idea. Oh, I overplayed my hand. You didn't just go for that now. <laughs> do you put the ear things like behind the balls? Exactly. Like, one behind each one. Obviously, yeah. The okay. balls are the ears of the dick. What kind of question is that? Everyone knows that. <laughs> I got I cauliflower know. balls. <laughs> the hole is the mouth. The balls are the ears. Put on some sticks of googly eyes on the top. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. I'm, I've never then, done this um, before. It's, it's a good thing oh. you're not a Patreon subscriber <laughs> yeah. or else you would have Vic's phone number. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> She's safe from you. <laughs> I get a daily text of just his dick in like different poses. Oh, yeah. God. You just posted that um, photo. Oh, yeah, the fish. Uh-huh. She just posted the, the photo or the <laughs> JPEG, as I like to That's say. That's horrifying. That is horrifying. Sounds a lot funnier without seeing it. And they say romance is dead. Oh, Oh, crush. All right. Um, All right, cool. Vic, let's listen to some voicemails. You ready? Absolutely. This is going to be, we're going to fly through this because I got shit to do tomorrow. I don't want to be editing this podcast all day. What do you got? I got to do the creep off with Vinny. I'm going to lose this week. I picked a really bad creep and I'm going to be down. All right, let's just do this. Wow. Hey, Carol. <laughs> well, hey, Carol. 
This is a voicemail for Croge. I hope he's listening. Hey, Carl. This is for Croge. So at the end of the podcast, when Carl says, hey, do you have anything you want to plug? And you always say, oh, you're, you know, I'm going to be in the subreddit later. Uh, do you realize that, like, 12 people listen on the Discord live and the rest of us listen and when he puts it out on Sunday? Who cares if you're going to be in it later? You can tell 12 people that you're going to be in there? That's stupid. Stop being stupid. Call me back. I can't tell if this guy gets the joke or not. <laughs> I really can't tell. <laughs> I don't think so. I I highly doubt it. Wait a second. You're saying that there's a listener of WATP who's not very bright. Yeah. Is that possible? I'm it's not very. All of them. I'm not very bright, and I'm gonna do my. Uh, I'm gonna try and do my character bits and funny voices. Everybody has to do a fucking funny voice now. Oh, just because you're a little bit above the collars, <laughs> gotta make fun of them. My voice is funny without putting it on. All right, I was too hard on Stuttering John for being a call screener. You're right. Hello, Kyle. This is Denzel calling from isolated England. Um, I enjoyed the Christy Mayer episode and the Stuttering John bit you. I thought you were a bit harsh. Not on Stuttering John, but on call screeners. Yeah, yes, he's useless and he was a call screener. But uh, Garrett Andrich answers the phones at Compound Media, and he's the funniest guy on the radio. Right. Call me back. Fair enough. By the way, speaking of Stuttering John, the king of all Stuttering John haters, who has called into the show the last few weeks, yes. left a couple of very long-winded voicemails. Telling us the shit <gasps> that we already talked about on the show. Oh, my God. And he, he, he gets cut off by the three-minute... Yeah. <laughs> Those are the best slang. people. They're like, oh, I gotta call back and continue. My- and then, and then he calls right back and continues on. Like, guys, can we keep it to like a tight 30, 20 to thirty seconds, and then just pull right out? I'd be happy to play it on the show. You know, sounds like your love life. Yeah. <laughs> Did I say seconds or minutes? <laughs> Jim Rome used to say, "Have a take, don't suck." Yes. Just have a take and don't suck. That's all. Yes. I don't need you to go on. Like, they're trying to figure out what they're going to talk about after right. they make the phone call. Well, you, you know, uh, I kind of didn't get to the point in the first minute. So maybe <laughs> maybe I'll get it back in the ninth minute. Yeah, it's what like what are you doing? All right. All right, this is a very drunk caller. Wow, it's busy. <clears throat> Lots of big brains on the phone, I guess. But uh, I got something to say. I killed your baby. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. The one who told you about Seamus, I'm actually the guy who told you all about Seamus uh, that time that he uh, commented on your fucking thing. Well, I'm also the first person to tell you about fucking ROTC. I am the original person. I told you. Congratulations. <laughs> Sorry. Bye. Forget this call. So he realized it wasn't going well, yeah. but called back yeah. immediately. It's still drunk. Hey, I gotta admit, I left the message earlier, and I'm kind of drunk. And the message I left was absolute shit. Yep. Uh, I was trying to read notes. Garbage. Anyway, what I'm actually trying to say is, uh, yeah, I called you about fucking Seamus leaving a comment on Louis J. Gomez's comment on ROTC was on Louis J. Gomez's podcast. What? So I'm going to take credit as being the original ROTC mentioner of 
you know. So credit for being a mentioner. Cool. <laughs> yeah, a, right. What a mensch. I am also calling because have to talk about uh, Red Bar Radio. He did an episode about Red Bar, and he talked mad shit about them. And I was only a fan of you at the time, not Red Bar. I took your word for it. Then I got into Red Bar because of ROTC, which is funny. You hate our, you hate Red Bar, but you like ROTC. Well, ROTC loves Red Bar and gives them mad credit for making them what they are. What are you talking so, about? Yeah, you Red Bar is amazing. For also, they put out a video a couple of days ago about the girl, Chrissy Mayer, and about what a big piece of shit he is. Uh, you should watch it. It's hilarious. You'll agree with it. You'll want to play clips of it, I'm sure. So... It's all about how Chrissy, it's all about how fucking Chrissy uh, made a terrible parody. It's right up your alley. You'll love it. Anyway, just want to say, keep the good work, you fucking boomer. <laughs> wow. Did anybody, Killer stinger. Did anybody catch what he was talking about there? Red Bar? Red Bar Radio. What is, I don't know what We reviewed about. his show. Okay. He was on Compound for a minute, and now he goes off on all these people. There's a Red Bar show that you... We you did. did on this. He's the one who had that sound effect. That, actually, I have it right here. He's the one who did this all the time. <laughs> that was oh, Red Bar okay, Radio. Right. Apparently, he he makes fun of Chrissy Mayer in a how, recent how could you not episode? Yeah. And this drunk guy wants me to review it, but then I also have to acknowledge that he's the one that mentioned oh, that I should do. He's that. a content creator, everybody. <laughs> What are you talking about? All right. You know, babies create the content of their diapers too. Let's not let's stop yes. congratulating each other yourself. for being a fucking content creator. No one's impressed, all right? I'm Jesus wildly Christ. unimpressed. Christ. So I want to point out the fact that this guy called in and he's wasted. Yes. He well, had, I, th- I do think the phone number for the, for the hotline should have a breathalyzer on it. Yeah. And if you're not drunk, you shouldn't get through. True. Yes. What's crazy to me is that he called in at 3 o'clock in the afternoon Eastern time (laughs) on a Wednesday. This is a Wednesday blackout drunk caller. Now, is it possible he's in Europe? Maybe. Didn't sound like it. (laughs) Didn't detect an accent. Didn't sound like Tommy Wiseau calling in. So I'm guessing this person has a drinking problem, says the guy with 18 empty beers around him. All right. That's all I have on that. Uh, oh, Crippled Jesus called back no in. No way. Hey, Carl. Uh, it's Crippled Jesus. I know it's been a while. It has. Since I called in. But I've been uh, catching up on your episodes. And I just can't get over the David Lee Ross episode. And uh, hearing him talk about how he taught Eddie Van Halen to play guitar. Reminds me of this awesome story when I won the Olympic gold medal in the 100-yard dash. So, yeah, I just wanted to share that with you, buddy, and uh, keep up the show. David Lee Roth taught you how to run. <laughs> well done, Cripple Jesus. Thanks for calling in, buddy. It's good to hear from you again. Let's mm-hmm. yeah. have you back on the show sometime so I can I'm make... surprised he's not dead. <laughs> the guy's like 22 years old. He's got a few, I don't know. He's got a few more years in him. Talk about David Lee Roth or Crippled Jesus? Uh, Crippled Jesus, of course. <laughs> David's immortal. Yeah. This is true. He will live forever. And I will pay $80 to go see him perform live. Oh, <laughs> Every time. Yeah. 
the good thing about David Lee Roth is that he can still perform concerts because there's less than 10 people there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's another call about the creep off. Hey, Carl. So I was listening to that new podcast you got going on, the uh, the creep, creep show, the creep off, whatever the fuck. Uh and you know I'm going to be voting against you every single time what? because yeah. I want you to be on live stream for 24 hours listening to Patrick Michael's music. No. But I have no idea where the fuck I'm supposed to vote for you Good. So uh, or against you. Uh, let me know. Give me a call back. <laughs> no. Wow. Nope. There's nowhere to vote. It's impossible to vote. Don't even try. Yeah. I, was, I suspected this would be a thing. I wasn't going to bring it up because I didn't want to. <laughs> now be you are. <laughs> What's your theory here, Andy? That your fans of this show might be sandbagging you, torpedoing you on the other show. That has to be the case because Vinny sucks. <laughs> Why is anyone voting for Vinny's? I don't know. I, I well, probably because, it... you know, the audio just fucking sucks. So they're going to vote against you. Just it's to, not my, I don't do the audio on this know. show. It's not my fault. You attached yourself. Fuck. I should be his sidekick. He wanted me to be a sidekick. I should just be the sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. You know what's really scary, guys? I'm breaking down the fourth wall is that Vinny was texting me this morning asking me how I record when we have people on, like, Kaya remotely. And I'm like, you're asking me how to record a podcast? <laughs> this is not a good sign. Uh-oh. This is a bad start. Yeah. Whatever you're thinking about doing, don't do it because you're asking for my advice. <laughs> okay. I got uh, one more voicemail to play. Save the best for last. So you know those people, and we all have worked with them. They make a joke, and you're like, huh? And then they make that same joke every day for the next 50 years of their life. Yeah. And that's just like what they got the reaction they wanted. It's what children do. <laughs> 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 Fucking nailed it. Awesome it sounds job. like he's playing it off his phone. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Bandfriend has got to have a whole production studio. <laughs> He's no Vinny. He's keeping it real. Yeah. <laughs> Vic, anything else that you wanted to uh, tell the people while you're on the show here? Uh, no, go on Patreon. Be Carl's little pay pig, and then you can text me. Yes, thank oh, you. Finally, some recognition. I do want to say, and I'm, I'm actually being sincere and honest right now, is I thought for sure when everyone lost their jobs that I would lose a lot of Patreon supporters. Yeah. And we've increased supporters since all this has happened. And I really appreciate that because I, too, will likely be out of a job soon. <laughs> so I, I really appreciate the fact that – thanks for laughing at that. I really appreciate the fact that you guys are supporting the show. It's awesome. Vic, thanks so much for coming on. We will uh, talk to you next week. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Oh, make sure to prepare um, – I know you don't normally do this, but we're going to be ma making fun of me next week. Yeah. So go ahead and prepare for that. Yeah, you might, okay, you might go out yeah, and change gears. Change it up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Love yeah, you. No one likes this part of the show. You guys should all just kill yourselves. That's exactly right. Andy, how have you been, buddy? How you holding good, up? Good, good. You yeah, still work every me. single day. You're out and about. Yeah, yeah. It's like people don't care about you. But it's really <laughs> such a terrible... Isn't it? Don't you feel that way? Uh, I did, but they just 
bumped our pay. We had, we're getting like hazard pay. Okay. So that goes a long way. You might die, but what if I gave you a dollar fifty more an hour? Yeah. Does, does that make it okay? Like, yeah. yeah. All right. That's cool. It makes me feel less upset about. Oh, it. Oh, by the way, life insurance no longer on the table. Yeah, but yeah. Here's a buck fifty no, more an hour. Actually, they're like, oh, we'll pay more, but we're gonna cut your hours. You know, they. Yeah. So it's shorter, shorter days, which I appreciate. I like that Coca-Cola being in a convenience store is essential. <laughs> How is that possible? <laughs> 